You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 350. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scotty. Adam. Eddie. And John. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and actionfigureblues.com. Grab your Ewok slippers, your popcorn, for tonight we celebrate our 350th episode with an audio toymentary of Star Wars, episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Gentlemen, the gang, hello. Yubnub. Oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. All the, the Star Wars dad jokes come out tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, do I feel old. 350 episodes, guys. My goodness. I feel every single one of them at the moment. <laughs> Which one's the best? I, they're all blended in together like a giant mm. podcast soup. I just feel, I feel 350 episodes old. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty impressive number i've got to say guys um, i'm very proud uh of, of each and all for uh, all of our efforts i mean it, uh, it just seems like such a huge number and you know looking back uh, maybe in the first kind of 100 episodes thinking you know 350 seemed such a long way away um and who would have known that you know on average that's about seven years worth of uh effort that is crazy. Right. That's it's it's mainly because Ben and I are both compulsive and don't know how to stop doing things. So that's right. If you stop yeah. numbering oh. them, I'd be out like next. Oh, week. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. What if we skipped a couple? <laughs> <laughs> it's like three hundred fifty. Well, now I have to come back for three hundred fifty-one. No. Uh, I can't. No. I can't not do it. So no. Yeah. 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 No. Next episode <laughs> is three hundred and seventy-two. <laughs> No, I, I'm too big of a fan to let you guys quit. Even though I'm on the show, I'm still a massive fan of the show. So yeah. you, it's not going anywhere. Scotty even tried to stop doing shows for a bit, and I didn't let it. <laughs> I know. I was it like, was... guys, I just really need a break. I, we don't have to like. And Eddie was like, okay, well, I'll just kind of keep making them happen anyway. I'm like, all right, okay. And then I'm glad. I, I it's good. Once we took the pressure off of ourselves to yes. get together every Saturday night. Uh, have stuff and it just became a well is everybody free Wednesday night what, what about Friday night yeah you know let's see if we can uh, cobble an episode together and you know, it always seems to to work out pretty well well and yeah we, yeah we change the, yeah except for John sorry John <laughs> it's okay. it's okay yes we, um, yeah I might throw over to John now and see uh, see how he's going given that it's uh, very early in the morning for him and showing his uh, level of commitment to the show how how are you buddy I'm good. I'm good. I missed you guys. I I I, I can't believe it's three fifty because, like Eddie said, I'm a fan too. So I'm, I'm always yelling at my 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 car stereo whenever you guys have a show without me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that fans do? Fans yell or sigh? Yeah, or sigh. I sometimes yeah. I sigh. We should just get a. I should get a little audio clip of the sigh and insert it at appropriate moments in shows that you're not on. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. okay I can hear it sometimes. It's like you know, 
Yeah, yeah. I actually find even after this many episodes in this many years, I still get caught out by the same things. Like I can have the show on in the background while I'm working. And if I'm at home, uh, I don't have headphones on. And, and obviously at work, I put my headphones on. Um, but every now and then I sort of get distracted with work, oddly enough. And uh, Scotty, you'll do something like, well, what do you think, Ben? And like it just completely catches me by surprise. And I, I, um, Oh, wait. Oh, that was recorded last yeah, week. I, I, I have to yeah. answer the question. What did I say? I wonder if I actually sounded, you know, even slightly coherent you, one, you know what i one, oh, sorry go ahead john the one that gets me is uh the iron man commercial that that's inserted where uh uh oh who is it the mandarin goes i'll ru- rule the land and see with my rings or something every time <laughs> I, I hear that it gets stuck in my head the rest of the day so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i usually uh, when i do and like i edit the shows mostly and Often what I'll do is, uh, because I, I have a decent commute to work, and so I'll just listen to it, you know, the kind of rough audio uh, as I'm driving and to, to pick up anything I'm going to need to edit. And something that blows me away is often that I will laugh, like, because you kind of forget, and I will sometimes laugh at exactly the same way at something as I laugh on the recording, <laughs> or just respond respond to something exactly the same, and then be like, "That's just freaky." Am, am I just, am I actually a person, or just a series of sound bites? You know. Like, you know that's, yeah, that's uh, at least you know it wasn't just a fluke. So yes. no, no, I'm. I, I mentioned a little while ago that I'm actually uh, producing some podcast stuff at work, not uh, voicing, but editing and executive producing, and uh, the person that we have who is hosting this series of conversations who is amazingly gifted at it like she's got to listen to it and she's going through that oh my gosh i cannot stand the sound of my voice phase that it's you know most people have that reaction when they hear themselves recorded but i've definitely gotten over that after all the amount of time i have to listen to it i don't have that experience anymore and i was like yeah you'll get over it eventually (laughs) doesn't worry me anymore either Um, yes. I haven't. I've never managed you? to stop the ticks that I I listen to and go. Oh my god! I wish I could stop saying that all the time or doing that. And I don't think I don't have oh. at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have the, the same comments, the same mannerisms. Uh, you know, coming back from someone's comment, I still do my excellent or very nice, and uh, <laughs> it's not going to change anytime soon. So, yeah. what about you, Mister Adam? How have you been? I've been pretty good. Yes. Um, I haven't really done much of interest. Um, I finished doing my Formula One car um, new body, so took that out to try and drive it um, today. And last time I drove it, I got a pebble in between the pinion and spur gear, and it did a little bit of damage. And today when I went out to try and test just how bad that damage was, uh, yeah, it was substantial. So that'll right. be more part to be ordered. <laughs> I understood about half of what you said, so I'm just going to go with it. That's not good. Yeah, no. So that'll be more parts have to be purchased, but they're relatively cheap parts, at least. That's the main thing. That's the main yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Mr. Eddie? Are you uh, on the up and up, feeling better? I am good. I have uh, fully recovered, uh, both from my lung infection and uh, my bachelor's weekend away. Uh, so <laughs> I am right now currently about a day away from going on my big leave, uh, from work, which means going to take me away for about six days, uh, six weeks. Sorry. That's how, 
<laughs> how much I really need uh, time off. I've lost all awareness of space and mm-hmm. time. But uh, yeah, tickle on good. If anyone uh, is on our action figure community blues, oh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, if only, if only we could talk to Blue. <laughs> you can see how I'm going. If anyone is on our uh, Facebook community page where there's lots of great discussions and fantastic action figure photos going on, uh, I got in my Mafex John Wick figure and it might be the figure that I've played the most with uh, since becoming a teenager. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that and I'm realizing I need to stop talking. So you can play you were- some more. You were a teenager when the show started, though, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do remember I, I when I did a little bit of a guest spot over at our friend show, Star Wars Action News, I let them know, yeah, I was a teenager when I started listening to your show, and now I'm in my <laughs> 30s that I'm on it. So. <laughs> Jeez. That's terrifying. Yeah, well, I mean, Eddie wanted to be on the show from the beginning, and we were like, sorry, not until you become a legal adult. That's right. That's right. Yes. Anyone else had any interesting acquisitions? I, speaking of of Mafex, I uh, somehow ended up with a Mafex Spider-Man, the the comic (laughs) version, and, oh, my dear, he's amazing. And so my my momentary... Yeah, my momentary uh, Revoltech uh, moment. I, I I think Revoltech. I like the the some of the bigger ones, but you look at the Mafex Spider Man, look at Revoltech, and I'm like, no, that one's got to go. So um, that, that was that was my cool acquisition. Uh, I just kind of fluked on something super cheap on eBay and thought, oh, this could be a knockoff, but I'll grab it, and it wasn't a knockoff. Yay! So very good. Uh, I'm also about to acquire a holiday. Um, <laughs> my, my, yes, my. Is that uh, articulated or a statue? Uh, look, I'm hoping it's going to be articulated. Uh, there definitely okay. needs to be some movement. Um, and going to Singapore, and cool. Uh, I know, so exciting. And first, like holiday of tra- childless holiday in forever. Uh, my beloved, yes, my beloved is going to a conference for work, and so, and I am going to just be a tourist and uh, probably spend a little bit of time in, in Chinatown. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I love Singapore, so I'm I'm so excited to get to go back. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I got a figure in this week that I forgot I'd ordered. <laughs> Ah, like possibly the same as uh, same as me, I bet. Uh, yeah, the Mythic Legions pre-order. Yes, indeed. Yes, I, indeed. I had I had ordered the the Templar, and uh, I was actually beginning to think that I had dreamt ordering it, and then kind of <laughs> thought I must not have. I must have looked at it and meant to, and just kind of went about my business, and then got a shipping notice the other day. I did the same thing. <laughs> I honestly did the same thing. Uh, they, uh, I don't. I think they might actually be new. Uh, a new production run 
um, the Four Horsemen oh. decided to take sort of the the top sort of ten most popular figures and uh, do another run, and they offered them obviously through Store Horsemen, and so like John, I picked up the Templar Knight and a couple of others, uh, but I completely forgot that I had ordered them because I uh, I've ordered the Ogres, which are nine inch figures. Uh, and I knew they would be coming eventually. So I suddenly got the shipping notice of, like, hey, those Mythic Legions you ordered are, you know, on their way. And it's like, I completely forgot. Hooray! <laughs> so hooray for pre-orders. So, yes. So funny. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So I picked up a couple that had actually sold out um, sort of big time. I think Vorgus, uh, who's the Blood Knight, that very dark-coloured red knight. I managed to pick him up as well. So, And in the cool. new Mythic Legions 2, John, there was actually a female version of that Templar knight as well. I, I don't know if I'd want that because it doesn't really fit. <laughs> well, I mean, it just you, don't, you never see that. So. Yeah. yeah. She's very cool too. All right. Wow. Well, 3.50, we are not uh, going to go about our usual business this evening. Uh, normally, we would be reviewing figures or having toy breakdowns and the like. We are instead doing our third audio toymentary. Now, if you uh, haven't followed the show uh, for any length of time, you probably missed the amazing effort we put in at uh, 250 and 300 where uh, we did our first and second Toymentaries. Uh, now, a Toymentary really uh, consists of all of us watching a film together uh, over the magic of the internet and uh, commenting, uh, well, you know, as often as we can uh, about our memories of said film around the toys uh, and that sort of thing. And we are, of course, doing Return of the Jedi. And uh, lots to talk about because I think just about every single thing that appears on screen has been made into a toy at some point or another, (laughs) Um, both starting uh, from the vintage right through to, um, to, you know, right now with Star Wars Black, etc. But what I might do before we get going and uh, people can uh, scramble off and grab their discs and whatnot while we, you know, banter amongst ourselves. But what I'm going to do is um, just ask you... Uh, quickly, when you sort of first saw Return of the Jedi, like, sort of where were you? Was it uh, at home on, on VHS? Did you see it at the cinema, the drive-in, etc.? So, um, John? I saw it in the theater the first weekend. It was in our hometown, which was probably not the weekend it opened nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was common in Australia at the time, too, for it to take time for the prince to get around. So, yes, mm. you could be seeing it months after Sydney saw it, for example. Yes. All right. Well, um, what about you, Adam? Uh, I would have seen it when it was on television because I am significantly younger than some of you. Um, and I reckon it was probably the first one that I would have seen as well. Ah, oh, wow. interesting. So you saw the man. Wow. I hadn't even yeah. occurred to me. You rebel. Yeah. It would have now, just been what was on TV. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not not an in, not an intentional thing. It just happened to be on one Friday night, and you thought, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. What about you, Mr. Eddie? Uh, well, like uh, Adam, I caught this later on. I didn't get to see this in theatres till 1997. Uh, cool. but this was actually cool. the Banner. one of the original trilogy that I saw in its right spot in the order because I started with Empire, went back and watched the first one, and then saw this one last. So it was the only one I saw in its proper uh, spot and I remember I had a bowl of chocolate ice cream that I mixed Maltesers <laughs> into uh, when I watched it. It's my main memory. 
you've gone above and beyond because I couldn't even begin to tell you what I was eating while watching it. So uh, what about you, Scotty? Oh, well, I certainly saw it when it first came out and uh, probably saw it, would have seen it with my dad. And uh, that's about it. 83, isn't that when it came out? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, it was definitely one of those, uh, you know, much anticipated, because I would have been, you know, 13, so definitely an anticipated thing. I'm pretty sure that, did the the toys come out before the film? A little, not much. Okay, because I definitely did, yeah, I, I definitely had, like, some anticipation because some of the toys I already had a couple of the figures before the movie came out, and uh, so that you know, immediately you start getting excited like, oh, who's this? Who's this? You know, big green pig guy. Who's the? So yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah. Why? Some of the original card backs had the Ewoks blacked out on them, like painted out. Oh, that's wow. right. Yes, I remember. I remember. I had those. I had those. Definitely. Yeah. Ah, okay. Crazy. Yes. Well, I, I was in well and truly in uh, Star Wars mode uh, by the time Jedi came out, obviously having seen Star Wars and Empire at the cinemas and uh, getting all the toys. And so uh, that was back in a uh, dreadful dark age pre-internet where, you know, information was scarce and I would flick through Starlog magazine at my newsagent and, and try and get any information that I could. And uh, what was... Um, what was kind of awesome at the time was, uh, like many schools, they have those, um, you know, the magazines that come out where you can order books uh, of various kinds. And I ordered the Return of the Jedi kind of storybook, which is sort of an A4 book and has text and pictures, you know, text that you don't read and pictures that you sort of um, drool over. And uh, I actually got the book before the movie came out. And so I could see all of these oh. images from the mm. film and you know luke's got a green lightsaber on the cover and you know what's that big horrible creature that turned out to be the rancor and all that and so it was just you know, it was basically you know my mind was just swimming with all of these uh, oh. these images trying to sort of put it all together and then we actually had a, a fellow named joe who was an exchange student from america and uh, and he came to our school and joined our class and he had seen return of the jedi return of the jedi about two weeks prior before he left to come to Australia. So, of course, myself and these other guys who were mad Star Wars fans were just bombarding him with questions. But even then, oddly enough, he uh, he was coy about some of the stuff because um, he didn't want to ruin it. So, you know, he didn't mention any of the stuff about, um, you know, the Emperor and Vader and all that uh, sort of thing. And, you know, when we asked him about the green lightsaber, he told us. And so uh, he was kind of like king of the school for a while because everyone was coming to him and, <laughs> and hitting him up with all these questions. And then when I did go to see it, uh, I remember my mother picking up myself obviously, um, but about three or four of my friends and uh, we all piled into the car and she took us to the cinema, walked us in, we all bought our tickets and then, you know, like parents did and back in the day, she disappeared while we all went to the movies. But because we'd all bought our tickets individually, they were numbered because the cinema was packed. So I can remember getting into the cinema and basically none of us were sitting with each other. So uh, oh, a friend no. of mine, James... <laughs> My friend James was about eight rows down and at the side of the cinema. We are kind of waving to each other across the, the cinema, which actually made it fun because when a movie finished and we all got together outside, we are like, what about the bit where and how about it? And that was, uh, yeah. Is this that, that your friend James who is still your friend James? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was going to say not. that would be crazy. <laughs> no. 
So, um, so yeah, so I've got pretty, pretty strong memories and obviously uh, I was busting for the toys to come out. Like I just couldn't wait for them. And, uh, you know, when they hit, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's time. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Death Star Space Station that you put together. Action figures each sold separately. Darth Vader's firing a laser cannon. It's been hit. He's after Luke. Take the elevator. Hurry. Now cross the light bridge. You won't escape me. Jump, Luke. Oh, no. The trash compactor. There's a trash monster. The wall's closing. Save. Kenner's new Star Wars Death Star Space Station. Action figures each sold separately. Time to get underway. So... If you are playing along at home, we invite you to get your uh, copy of the film ready to go. And, uh, you know, Eddie, you're you're actually pretty good at this. Do you want to do the honours? Yeah, most certainly. So uh, we are currently sitting on the screen of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. If you have most basic DVD or Blu-ray releases of this, you're probably going to uh, find this if you actually go into the scene selection, uh, collect, click on scene number one, which is just basically the studio logos, and you'd be standing on it at around the 22-second mark right when it comes up. So literally as the blue a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away appears, uh, we will click play in five Four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh. did, I, did I pause? Did I? I can't remember whether yeah. I paused. Did I unpause? Did I play? Did I pause? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, the music still gives you tingles, doesn't it? That that sort of big booming opening. You know, you know what you're in for. Um, yeah, all, all I ever think of when I see this big Star Wars and the boom and the music is I, for some reason, watch the Phantom Menace documentary over and over again when that first DVD came out. And that ends on that shot of the Star Wars logo <laughs> booming and the entire audience cheering. And it's like the most you know amazing theater going experience ever. And you just wonder like, Oh, I'd kind of really want to see what that audience camera picked up at the end of the movie <laughs> once everyone's dropped. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking uh. bullshit. <laughs> now, I've got to say, I've always been really disappointed that we've never gotten figures of the scrolling text. Um, yeah. cause, like, I bet I would, there's like, a custom. I bet. Oh. I feel like it's something an Android would do. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Like if they did an Android um, the, the, um, thing, Imperial Destroyer, 
and then you know they might have like this text scroll in the back as a plastic sheet for the background. Why not? <laughs> Why not make it happen? Someone should be able to come up with some little prop that just keeps scrolling over and over. Yes, I'm, I'm always disappointed. You never see a shot of them flying around in space, and the letters just moving in the background still at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I was already aware the Death Star had been rebuilt because there was a shot of it in my storybook, so I knew something was up. Oh, wow. But I, uh, I didn't have the details of uh, of said Death Star, nor the fact that it was twice the size of the original battle station. I always like they did a micro machine of the second Death Star, and I always thought that was very cool. It was tiny, yeah. but it was just basically the old mold, and they'd cut chunks out of it in various pieces. But it's uh, the only merchandise I can ever think of that they did of the second Death Star. <laughs> I think Hallmark did an ornament. Oh, that makes sense. Of the second Death Star, or the, I think or the so. destroyed one, because that's yeah, what you want to hang on your they've tree. They've done both. They've done both of them because I have one of them. See, yeah, there's big chunks of the Death Star that aren't finished. It's like, wouldn't you just finish it in sections? Why would you leave large bits, you know, un- unmade? Like, that's kind of odd. I-, I can't look at the half-built Death Star now without it forever being ruined by that sequence in, um, was it Clerks, when they were talking about the uh, the number of contractors that would have been on board? Tie yeah. <laughs> bomber there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did like they did go back to reference it in the Star Wars movies because they're talking about, oh, no, stormtroopers work in sanitation. And then in the new films, <laughs> you have Finn who comes from sanitation right. and is a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So funny. Yes. The Imperial Shuttle, it was um, that particular toy was one of my biggest disappointments that, that they always managed to sort of make toys of a lot of the ships from Star Wars, but they often only held one or two figures. And I always just really wanted that ship that could hold like dozens of figures. And, you know, the only things that came close were the Millennium Falcon and the, uh, the troop transport, I think, that, um, from uh, Empire. Now, I'm probably the only one who really remembers these, but around the time of the special edition in chip packets here, uh, you could get these uh, sort of Tarzos that were uh, the closest thing I could compare them to is the Pogs, yep. um, but they were sort of more oxygony shaped and they had little wedges in it in which you could insert, insert pieces of cardboard. And if you've ever been to a museum gift store and found like those cardboard dinosaur skeletons you could put together, oh, yes. uh, you could get uh, sort of those cardboard shapes of Star Wars ships um that you would get in like the big bags of like multi-chips and the only vehicle i ever got i had about five of them was that uh imperial shuttle i never managed to get the falcon <laughs> or the x-wing or a tie fighter it was always the imperial <laughs> shuttle <laughs> how can you look at scenes like the hangar bay with all of those stormtroopers lined up and and not be an army builder like it just you know that's that's just what it's all about you could be poor well, yeah, I suppose that that is actually a major factor in not or not or not want to be poor. You, yeah. you just do it with mirrors. That's yes. right. I know someone who did that. Yeah, very yeah. clever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, three PO still has the silver leg here. Just confirming, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the yep. uh, ref, re- reflection off the desert sand, and so. Well, does he? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. the Silver Lake stays the, the entire time. Really? You would have thought they would have sprayed it by now. <laughs> yeah. The, is it just the um, from the knee down? Yeah. Or is it the whole? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is still there. 
This was the major revelation of our first audio commentary. It was. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this this was a a, a a regular episode. This wasn't on the Oh really? Commentary. Yeah, yeah because yeah. If, if I had have been on that episode, I would have settled that debate very oh, quickly. Oh, I think it was Justin oh, that Justin, raised it. Yeah, Joe, it was Justin. Justin mentioned it. Hey? Yep. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is this the whole um is this the whole hidden fortress sequence? Uh, mm-hmm. The Kurosawa, yep. Yeah, yeah. See, I always saw this door opening and see the holes in the ground where the uh, the blast door goes down. I always envisioned poor old R2, you know, if he wasn't watching what he was doing. Like, it really is an O-house. Oh- Star Wars in general is an O-house oh- nightmare. Yeah. You, you figured it would have been a... <laughs> would have been a service door or something next next to that yeah. big door. <laughs> well, that's right. If you had to get out in a hurry. Yeah, little little droid ramp there. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Still Quick shot of the, the Bomar monk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, now what, what's this um spidery droid thing that just walked That's the Bomar that? monk. Yeah. That, yeah. The one thing John mentioned, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I didn't know what it was, <laughs> I, I, so it didn't mean anything to me. I think yeah. Scotty's about three seconds behind the rest of us. Yeah. And there's a figure. <laughs> and it was the only thing on screen. Now we actually asked uh, a quite a, we well John actually threw a question out to all the folks on Facebook asking them who their favourite um, you know figures were from Return of the Jedi and uh, it was uh, Ian Welch good old stars who said that the Gamorrean Guard was actually um, his favourite and one of mine too I was actually really blown away by the level of detail um, in that figure. Yep. when it came out, but even years later when I put all my Star Wars figures away, I still had my Gamorrean guard sitting on top of my computer monitor back when they were big boxes. I was a fan of the Gamorrean guard from the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves action figure line <laughs> that they used the body for fry <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and oh, soon yes. to be used for the uh, AFB John uh, body. <laughs> <laughs> when we get our action figures. Yeah, I was never a fan of Bib Fortuna. I think not only was he a creepy character, but he was actually a pretty shit action figure. Like, you know, that thing that went around his neck and body sort of restricted his uh, his articulation a bit. So never a fan. Bib, they just came right out the, the, the big guy, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Now, was Dave that Bib in the original so or is that on the director's edition? Oh, that's there. That's, that's there on the original, I'm pretty sure. The beep from Ben's computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's, yeah. that's uh, that's, yeah. The, that's the that. AFB cut. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had a a model kit that was Jabba's palace, and it had like a floor and all the little alcoves and Han and Carbonite and Jabba. It was pretty cool, a little diorama model kit. Well, it wasn't little; it was like twelve by probably nine. I mean, mm. it was good size. So, did we ever get hologram Luke as an action figure? Some sort of translucent, you know, effect going on. I want to say they did do him because remember they were real big on those holograms for a while. Mm, mm. There was and at they came least a little light up. Yeah, they, do you remember it was a pack in for a while? There were like little, they're almost like game piece hologram accessories. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was at least a hologram Luke in that one. Oh, that rings a bell. Hey, Bib Fortuna, question. Is it mm-hmm. like that you know, thing that's around his neck? Is that just like you know, it's his appendage and he's draped it around 
his neck? Well, yeah. well, you know all of the green girl here, the Twi'lek. Mm. He's a male version of that species. So it's the same as her headpieces there. So they have different mm. colors? Yeah. Are the, are the male? They're like uh, scroll crees. Okay. There's also red versions. There's, yeah. Salacious crumb. Salacious crumb to me looked like a uh, a muppet even back then. Like he yeah. didn't actually come across as being lifelike. He looked like you know Frank Oz or someone was controlling him, a la Kermit the Frog. Well, that was the criticism of a lot of this. I've been led to believe back in the day it was a lot of people called you know this one the Muppet movie. I've sort of heard <laughs> it. <laughs> now the Han and Carbonite, the first one that they did, did that. What did that come with? Uh, slave one. The vintage one came with slave one before they did the figure. Because I did not have slave one. So that's the reason I remember. Poured over it and see his catalog. That robot yeah. fellow who's operating the um, the machine that's burning the, uh, the power droid. Um, when that action figure came out, I had absolutely no idea where he was from in the film. Like I, I had obviously, mm. you know, it's not like I could just go and watch the DVD whenever I wanted or, you know, call it up on Netflix. Um, and so I genuinely could not recall where he was in the film. And so I wondered whether they just started making stuff up because, I mean, you know, the mini rigs were made up, for example. And I thought maybe they're just making stuff up, you know, to fill slots and sell toys. So it was I mean, many years later that I watched it. My 2-1-Bs got torn apart just to make some kid happy. <laughs> well, I'm going to tear my 2-1-B apart. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, CZ seven in the background behind the one Gamorian garden, the scene too. Which is one of my favorite modern figures of a droid. Yeah. I didn't actually finish all the return of the Jedi figures. I think I sort of got to high school and that's when I called it a day and, uh, packed a lot of them away. So I ended up with about two thirds of all the, the figures yeah. released. I'm in the same exact spot, unfortunately. Uh, Max Rebo, I never got because, uh, he, you know, he came in the set. So I never ended up picking it up. I think I'm, it, isn't that interesting? Because I'm looking at the different waves of the original. So I think I'm the same. I don't really, never had many of the second wave. So. Hmm. I think so, the only one I had was the Endor Han without his jacket I picked up at a garage sale. <laughs> so, I had Endor Leia. I don't think I've ever had a musician Star Wars figure, so I certainly didn't have size Snoodles. Or... Well, I've, um, got the, I've got what the What about this CGI the horrible guy? Yeah. I've got okay. all those. <laughs> it totally blends in, right? Yeah. Is that um is that woman with the you know red hair in the background meant to be Ayla Secura or someone like that? I don't no. think so. <laughs> she would have been you know, fairly young. I don't know if you guys remember, but they did a set of the drummers, and they each came with half that drum, that big drum in the background. Right. <laughs> Why did they add these two? See, they're just terrible. Well, they don't <laughs> blend in, and they add nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are looking at, you know, 12 to 14 years ago that this CGI was done. So. Yeah, it was also was... 
This tall one with the lips is in the original version. She was just like a stilted puppet and now yes. has been replaced yes. oh, by okay. fully CGI. She has, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of good um, images getting out on Facebook about how they did the puppeteering on Jabba the Hutt and showed sort of who was operating what bit. Quite um, quite clever. There's a really yeah. good uh, making of from back in the day. Um, mm. Mm. Uh, it was interesting how many of these, um, the folks on Facebook got back to us, uh, you know, with um, favourite characters from the whole sort of Jabba sequence. Like Andrew Austin said that he loved... Um, the Rancor and, of course, Jabba. And Dave Melendez also said that he's a big fan of Jabba. You know, I think that's because that first wave was very Jabba's Palace heavy. Mm. Uh, I don't even remember what order they came out. No. But um, Jabba Lando is one of the few that I have. That is a cool figure. I do recall my friends and I having um, many a conversation on the correct pronunciation of this particular bounty hunter's name. Um, one of one of one of Derek WC's favorite figures. Hmm. Well, I, I was really impressed. Oh, sure, I was about to say with her. So spoilers. Um, bom, bom, bom. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very impressed because getting the action figures right from the very first ones, like Farm Boy Luke, was my very first figure um, from you know the original kind of you know twelve back or whatever it was. Um, and and to sort of step up to this point where I actually had a, a figure with a removable helmet. Uh, was just amazing. So, you know, I, I yeah. used to just find great sort of amusement in taking the helmet on and off because I thought it was just such a, a huge step forward. I was the same with my Power of the Force, uh, Shadows of the Empire, Bash layer until I lost the helmet down our ducted heating. <laughs> <laughs> as you do, as you do. As you do. <laughs> I do remember the uh, the original Jabba being a pretty crappy figure, actually. Uh, looking at the levels of detail in Jabba now and the but the shading, probably not crappy at the time. For for what well, we were I mean, no, yeah. no. And it had a pretty a... cool. Go ahead. It had a pretty cool base. I remember. Yes. Yes. There, there's a modern figure of three PO with that green stuff on him. Really? So yeah. Why? It was a repaint. <laughs> How many of these costumes are actually uh, reuse? Like, you know, is that um, is the you know is that Greedo's actual makeup in the background? I would think so. Just dug it out of storage and put it on another actor. Yeah, Dengar shows up as well. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the same Chewbacca suit. <laughs> Well, I suppose if you're going to, you know, if it's not all sweaty and stinky. That um, okay. Lando Calrissian figure uh, was another one that, again, um, just being able to remove that helmet. And the likeness was actually pretty darn good. So uh, I used to, you know, love the, the fact that he could take his helmet off and stick it under his arm, kind of. Yeah. The, the, the thing behind Jabba, um, is that really just Euro meat on a spit? Because I, I didn't realize that for a long time. <laughs> now i i always wondered like was lando meant to be disguised as an alien or is that just a decorative like horn piece in front of his face well there's there's other humans here with the same kind of mask so i I assume it's just a human Mm. 
Now on hand and carbonite gets uh, a bit of a workout in toys even now. I saw a really cool, um, uh, like a vinyl cling sort of thing that people can put on the front of their um, refrigerator doors. Huh. Okay. I got a phone case once a while ago that I thought it. I thought it was like a raised the version, you know, of the Hanan carbonate. But when I got it, it was just a picture. I was so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I paid like three dollars for it as well. You know. Oh Good. no! Great. Mm. U.S. Some of or Australian. Australian. Now we probably should have said old spoilers because the first one of the. The film is approaching. Yeah, true. <laughs> I still love so many of the designs. Although Ben gave it away already, sorry. I have, yeah. <laughs> and her it's armor a is, is a fantastic design. <laughs> so you need a big piece of equipment to freeze Han, but you push a couple buttons and it unfreezes. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you, you think you about it, you use the freezer it, to keep the ice cream frozen, and then you just you yeah. leave it on the bench. Take it out, and it defrosts. Yeah, and th- there's here's some amazing. That's what she did? She set it right for now. popcorn, and it just yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's dying! <laughs> oh wow, that's bad. I think he's got like some skin damage there from being in the sun too long. Probably find a lotion for that. He looks so much older than when he was frozen. Now, Someone when he went him. into the thing, he had handcuffs on, didn't he? Yet when he they were the upper arm. Okay. Yeah. He should really drink less before he gets frozen carbonite. Poor old muffled shrimp, yeah. I love all the background characters, like almost every single person that's or, or creature that's ever been pictured in a in a frame has somehow managed to get an action figure over time, like that weird kind of uh, you know mammoth dude in the background. Defunct man. Yeah, well, you didn't deserve a <gasps> Oh, what a surprise! I always like the ones where they're like, "Well, he's basically an elephant, so he." Fun? Uh, that's close enough. Yeah. Let's call it a day. Let's go to lunch early, boys. <laughs> that's right. Then there's that weird, like, hairy, hairy um, headed thing in the background. A- again, you know, a lot of these creatures were like, oh, I don't remember them in the film at all. Uh, you just got to catch them in those two seconds. Yak face is a. Uh, he shows notable up better to on the barge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that weird, hairy, hairless mole-looking dude that was on the stairs in the background. Yes. Now he is he—he's not the one that's a Jedi, is he? That's that's a different one of his race. That's like mm-hmm. the long-running Jedi. <laughs> wow, it's almost like we met in a pit like this once before, twenty yeah. years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't put that together. That's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and did anyone notice at the time that Chewbacca's hair is actually longer? Um, so he, I noticed it more between Empire and Star Wars. He either trims it or it was yeah. kind because of, in Star Wars it's more slicked back. And now he doesn't get to have the eyebrows. 
Mm. It's more fluffed forward. So I'm, now we're heading into the uh, appearance of, I think, wow, you know, 50% of Action Figure Blues fans' <laughs> favourite character somehow. Yeah. Um, everybody seemed to come out and say that they loved Jedi Luke. Uh, well, this is cool. Look, this is him, you know, he's a Jedi Knight now. He's locked in. Mm, it's kind of mm. like, because I remember seeing this for the first time and, you know, you're wondering, has he gone bad after that thing in the cave? I mean, he's choking people that we've only seen Vader do at this point. Like, there, there was something kind of badass about him. Dressed in yeah. all black. Yeah. Um, my Jedi Luke actually suffers from a lot of the, the paint didn't stick to his face. So he's got like big blotches of the, the blonde color showing through. Mm. Yeah. Mine's uh, mine's very loose in the articulation now because uh, I this figure for me was the one where you know even as a kid uh, I recognised the jump in the technology from you know the the crappy farm boy Luke the Bespin Luke which was you know my favourite figure for a long time uh, but then suddenly this figure came out and it was like wow like other than being you know hugely you know almost, almost muscular but. The, the detail had actually made a, a huge uh, leap forward um, that even as a kid I, I recognised it. Like the lightsaber was a huge improvement over the, you know, the ones that were inside the arms, etc. So um, I played with this figure, you know. This was my um, most played with figure. I'd never noticed that, that there was a Sebulba creature walking through the background there. Oh. Is that in the special edition? Mm, uh, no, he was added, I believe, for the DVD release. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think they had um, no, I went around Sebulba's yet. ones for the 97 release. Oh. Mm. I wonder what the threat against Leia you know, was. Like when Jabba said, hey, put on this outfit. And she's like, <laughs> or what exactly? So, like, what's what's the threat if I don't? Maybe that don't was think... what was underneath it, and she just got stripped to her. Oh, maybe she was wearing it all along. Yeah, oh, that's true. Mm, it's just her. Does look forward to meeting her. Yeah, there's <laughs> Dengar. Looked like Dengar there for a while. You know. But yeah, a lot of people said that Luke was their favorite character. So, um, you know, Dean Schaefer mentioned. Bruce Powers mentioned that Jedi Luke was uh, their favourite figure. Well, wow. one of our uh, one of our friends of the show, Derek William Crabb, said that too. So, did anyone Ran- put down the Rancor Keeper? Not the Rancor no. Keeper. No, I was was embarrassed for the guy. I just wanted to get him a shirt. Like I just <laughs> wanted to get him some kind of outfit, some kind of union in in enforced outfit or something like that oh, so of course the rancor is one of the ones that i'm still waiting for in star wars black I'm, I'm convinced that you know there's capacity to make it at some point and of course this is the the famous scene that convinced me that uh, mark hamill can't run so <laughs> he's just he's just not athletic at all when he makes his big sprint he actually looks like someone who's struggling to run. So he's either got really bad knees or he's just not athletic in any way, shape, or form. You know, if you took the Rancor Keeper head and put it on the Gamorrean Guard body, 
and then painted a goatee it. on it. <laughs> You're convinced to custom that figure, aren't you, John? Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Now you wait for this really dodgy run that he does. It's uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, well, the bloody Jawas—they're just in for anything, aren't they? Oh, that's why you unionize. I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine take, the rancor would take some feeding, unless it's one of those, you know, like a giant reptile that only needs feeding, you know, once a week or something. I got to say, they've fixed up the sort of backing screen effect yeah. for the Blu-ray. It's nowhere near mm. as bad as what I remember it being. Yeah, the lighting's been fixed for sure. Notice there's a big cut in Jabba's tail there. Eh? I'm still amazed at how easy it is to operate doors in the Star Wars universe by sheer force. Like you can, you know, <laughs> you can hurl big rocks at them and blast them with. Uh, you know, laser guns, and they just respond by opening or closing as necessary. Like they, they don't kind of malfunction. I typically just press the space bar and it seems to open. <laughs> Get the man a shirt, will you? Somebody. <laughs> what do you think the Rancor Keeper actually does? Like, does he go in and scoop up after it, like with a giant pooper scooper? Like, what? I don't know. What's his job exactly? Well, yeah, I'd imagine that creature creates a lot of poo, so... You could have mm, someone there. I mean, it's right below the main sort of party center. You don't want that stinking up. But <laughs> vaccinations. Yeah. yeah. I just wondered what he kind of does. I think he, if I remember right, he he had raised it from when it was a young thing. Mm. I wonder how big a baby Rancor is. Small. I suspect it's like, you know, like the pandas that Adelaide Zoo have had that just have not bred. There's probably like another lady ranker or, or male ranker, whichever one this isn't, and he's trying to get like them to – he's trying animal husbandry on them and it's just not working. Yeah. <laughs> he's calling he's others. And that was the pregnant he's, one that's just been. Mm. He's calling other huts and going, hey, I've got uh, – a rank car I need to breed. Can we borrow your? <laughs> That's right. He's, yeah. he's putting like right, yeah. personal ads. Rancor seeks rancor. He's <laughs> got a whole YouTube channel of just rancor videos that get lots of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With like a, like a nice um, smooth baseline over the back. Banter! <laughs> Banter! Come on, Hasbro, don't let me down. You've done the Jubak. You've got to do the Banther now. I demand it. Why'd they give him a clean shirt? <laughs> so, uh, John, did you get yourself one of these uh, three and three-quarter scale skiffs that uh, – oh, sorry, the I, Jabba's barge that everybody's uh, going on about? No, because I do not have anywhere to put it, and I know that. So, Space is for the weak. <laughs> yeah. I have a skiff, but I, I don't, don't have – I just don't. No. It does too look much quite money. impressive, I have to say. It, it, it does, but just too much money, too much space. I always um, I always love that sequence where Jabba tells you know Luke that he's going to you know suffer for a thousand years, and it um, is the basis for one of my all-time favorite Star Wars memes that shows up on Facebook, and that's 
<laughs> where someone has redone the dialogue where Luke's just going, you know, um, <laughs> he obviously knows nothing about biology because, you know, I'd, uh, you know, I'd starve to death in a month or die of thirst in a week. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. tell him, you tell him, 3PO, you, you tell that fat fuck that he doesn't know anything about <laughs> biology. You tell him that. You tell him in those exact words. Yeah. You know, they, one thing I haven't seen is pictures of the barge with 3PO kind of hanging out that window. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they just didn't make it to where it would do it or what. Mm. Now, there you go, Scotty. Bar yeah. two. Yep, with the drink tray. Your your your, your favorite oh. figure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Is Jabba drinking Coca Cola? I've never noticed the bubbles in his drink. It could be iced tea. Yeah. It's carbonated iced tea if it is. Boom, boom. Yeah, who was it that mentioned that Barada was uh, his favourite? Um, ah, Brandon Whitmore mentioned Barada. Yeah. One of his and, favourites. And, and those based on the uh, famous trio from... Uh, oh, Radio uh, Stood Still? Yeah. Yeah, Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Or, you know, if you're not that old, then, uh, <laughs> you know. Mr. Ash. Um, yeah, darkness. Evil, yeah. evil Dead, yeah. Yes, that's right. It secured those drinks better. Yeah. So does anyone actually understand how the Sarlacc works? Like is, I mean, okay, is it just kind of just sticking out of a hole like a trapdoor spider would? Like is that the... Yeah, I, got very I got very confused by the original before they, they CGI'd it for the 30th anniversary where it was just a hole. And it's just like, well, you know, it's a pretty terrible way to live to just have your mouth as a hole in the desert. Well, it's a Venus flytrap, really, in a lot of ways. I suppose. There'd be things like that that exist in our... Ruben and Wayne called out Weak Way for their favorite figure. And I I really like that figure because he holds his uh, vibro axe there differently than any other figure does. Yes. Yes, they were fun. And, of course, the green lightsaber just, you know, wow, holy dooly, where'd you get that from? How did they not pick it up inside R2 if they had, like, some kind of weapon scanner? <laughs> mm. uh, but were they looking for guns and not lightsaber? I love how 3PO is getting knocked over. It's so funny. It doesn't actually occur to Boba Fett to actually fire his gun while he's flying. Like, if he's got mm. his rock, rocket pack, wouldn't he just, like, you know, hover in the air? Or is it more of a jump pack that just allows him to go from point one to point two? I, I think it's more like that. So the uh, baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy gets mm-hmm. taken out by a garden rake. Well, he doesn't do that well in this movie, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's not exactly his moment. <laughs> uh, I like how no one let... acts in the entire time that Luke's waiting to get his lightsaber. I I love the music that that happens yeah. right there before he gets that lightsaber. You know where you got the, the you know the cues for the the anticipation. It's one of my favorite pieces of music from this film. Mm-hmm. So for all those people that are loyal to Jabba, not one of them happens to be nearby when uh, Leia's doing this. Like they're all checking yeah. out the action. 
outside, like not one single guard. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. His personal bodyguard is like, yeah, you're right, boss. I'll I'll stick with you while they're on the outside. <laughs> I got yeah. I got your six, buddy. <laughs> you can count on me. <laughs> Maybe Jabba was into that type of thing, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, true. Sexy time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, just, I'll just convince, you know, I'll turn away and pretend I didn't see anything. Fifty Shades of Green, just nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, there's a, there's a porn parody just waiting to be made. Mm-hmm. Probably already has. Oh, I yeah, thought we yeah. were watching the porn parody. Is that, maybe that's why I'm out of sync a bit. <laughs> <laughs> So can we just talk about how Lando does absolutely nothing? Like he contributes yeah. <laughs> nothing. If you think about well, it, he, he all he does is actually yeah. create drama. Like if he, he doesn't hadn't been help there at all, no, the whole thing would have gone much nods. easier. Well, yeah. in fairness, well. like they, when you really think it, like I think this is some <gasps> of the best twenty minutes of Star Wars. But if you really sit down and try and think about their plan here to rescue Han, it's terrible. Like, what, what were they actually trying to accomplish by going in one by one and Chewie's been in there for ages? And yeah. I'll get myself thrown in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. and then what? Well, I'll be in the dungeon. Yeah, and then what? Well, yeah. well I'll be there if anyone needs me. <laughs> yeah, but see, that that was the thing. Is Lando got there quite a bit before him, and he probably gave him all the, the information to really come up with the plan. That's always what I figured. Mm. <laughs> they did. They oh, didn't yeah. use it well. Swinging again. So what if he drops you in the Rancor pit? Then I'll just kill the <laughs> Rancor, I guess. And then maybe then he'll capture me again and we'll, we'll go to the Sarlacc pit. And then we'll just improvise from there. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if Luke knew what a Sarlacc was. Like, was that so, a known thing I out guess, in the desert? yeah. I think the G rating is more evident in scenes like this where he's whacking all these people with a lightsaber and they're just falling over. Yeah. Like yeah. No one's, no one's yeah. being sliced in half with searing flesh and, you know, smoke coming off their burning clothes or anything like that. I think the NRA should have used that scene for, like, as an advert for guns. They're totally safe. See, look, you can use them to help your friends get out of silent pits. <laughs> they're, they're just like a, a tree branch, only they can shoot things when they try and attack you. Yeah. Nobody said Klaatu was their favorite figure. Huh. Mm, yeah, he doesn't have the same kind of, yeah... It's lucky the skiff has a magnetic droid pickup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That must be extra when you go to the the skiff store. <laughs> well, it's an add-on. I can actually, I can actually like see you know a, a magnetic hauler thing being a useful tool for a sail barge. Not for droid Better. picking up, but you know. But it is an added extra. It's like the uh, floor mats. Oh, 100%. Maybe it's how they go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the Royal Guard. There'd be different, different, um, like, levels of it too, you know, like your basic magnetism or animal magnetism. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can upgrade for, like, super magnetic. There'd be that Jawa who just drives around with it already set out and on constantly just to pick up. (laughs) 
Oh, I stuck behind another like, jower in the traffic again at the junk. Oh. They're like, what are you doing? Keep driving up and down the same street. He goes, yeah, I'm trying to pull chicks. What chicks? He goes, oh, I've got the pussy magnet on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I love one it. toy this podcast is... here. <laughs> the, um, the Emperor's Royal Guard. Um, you know, I loved mine as a kid. I thought it was a really amazing design, a fairly useless figure because uh, his uh, his outfit kind of restricted him a little bit and you couldn't do a whole lot with him. But uh, I can always remember as a kid, like, posing him, you know, with the Emperor, but I could never kind of work out what the, the spear was for. Like, he came with a spear. Like, what, what do you do with a spear when people are shooting lasers? It was uh, peculiar. It's like one of those electro shock ones, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I assumed it did something like that, but it's not like you ever saw it happen in the movies. So, you know, kind of left to your own imagination um, as a kid as to what it could possibly do. But, you know, it was like everyone else was yeah. getting around with these blasters, yet you had uh, this dude holding a spear. I, and always, he loved, had very... I always loved mine. Like, I, and I don't know why, because they're pretty uneventful in the in the movie but i think just, but, you know, they were yeah. red and cool and yes I don't, yeah. I don't have very many star wars pops but i have my imperial guard that john got for me yeah well, well, I think, aesthetically pleasing i think we've referenced them on every other toy commentary but uh uh it's tag and bink by the time we get to the throne room scenes they're the uh two rebel spies that are hidden uh amongst oh, them. yeah yeah did you ever notice that they actually didn't make a snowtrooper stand there in the big <laughs> ceremonial walk of the emperor? Like some guy mm-hmm. sitting there sweating for. <laughs> yeah, wearing his thermals. Yeah. They might be a bit further down the corridor. Mm. So yeah, as you turn. Well, maybe they'll be in the snow. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not like, you know, specifically employed to be snowtroopers. They're just stormtroopers. Well, in the snow, wearing their That's snow gear. That's a legit question. Like, is that from the expanded universe? Is that a real thing? Like, for example, are you a stormtrooper and you go and do stormtroopery stuff, but then when you've got to go down to somewhere like Hoth, it's like, oh, yeah, they issue you with the, you know, the, the cold weather gear and you become a snowtrooper. No, no, no. I think from everything I've read, they've been like, it's often like, especially trained Imperial forces to deal with cold weather. <laughs> I would view that though as propaganda because you look at how good um, the clone troopers were, and then they expanded out because they, you know, clone troopers you can't send them everywhere. And they want a force they can have basically everywhere, but the force they have everywhere is shittier. So I would suggest that that is propaganda, Eddie, and that they are just issued with <laughs> snow armor and off they go. Well, so I, I would counter that snow- by yeah, I would counter that by saying that the snowtroopers seem to actually be the one effective branch of the imperial forces by actually Whoa. taking the base and hitting things with their laser blasts. So. Mm. I tell you what, if you were yeah. a specialist snowtrooper, you would really hate global warming, wouldn't you? Well, you would because you'd you'd be like joining the Universal empire, going yeah, I'm yeah. I'm joining yeah, a cause that warming. I joining a cause that I believe in. <laughs> Fighting in the snow. snow. The evil snow. You become, become a fully trained snowtrooper and then sit around waiting. It's like, oh, we're off to yeah. Zark 9. Oh, cool. What what kind of uh, atmosphere is it? Yeah, it's like 117 degrees and tropical. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Get the scarif troopers. Yeah, so oh, oh, I'll be in the cafeteria if anyone needs me. Waiting. Yeah. Waiting and sweating. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, someone's got to go and get a box of steaks out of the uh, walk-in freezer in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. All right. I think we've officially lost the tormentary aspect of the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned Yoda yet. Yoda, I know. That's right. Um, I also had a... You have the Dagobah playset? As a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I, I, I yeah. never actually I had it, and I didn't know anyone that had it either. Well, the Dagobah playset was actually my introduction to Star Wars because oh, I was nice. at uh, my cousin's house and found it in the garage, and he sort of sat me down and told me the story of Star Wars and what it was, and I sort of heard Star Wars almost like a campfire story more than actually uh, watching it, which I didn't really take in or comprehend so a lot of it was still new to me when i uh watched the films but i did sort of have that level of knowledge and yeah that was the main thing i remember the sort of foam pieces that were meant to be the swampy water that you'd yep. stick a figure through and yeah i'd have my foam has completely disintegrated like it's just gone like you know no bits of it left which is kind of sad yeah, yeah. I, I think that's happened to pretty much all of them at this point i mean this was starting to crumble and this was like early 90s so i can't imagine anyone's now are in that great condition unless you sort of stored them in like incredible uh fashion i i would venture to guess that mine which uh my father would refuse to have done anything with and it'd still be sitting kind of pristine up in the attic is probably in really good condition (laughs) And I haven't lived well, there for he, nearly thirty. Or I haven't lived there for thirty years, <laughs> and have said repeatedly, "If there's anything still there, please do whatever with it." And he's like, "Oh, you know, you might want it someday." So now I'm just like, "Okay, great." So when you die, I'll come and throw it all away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for oh, your, book, de- your, your ticket will just be okay. Book escape. <laughs> I would. I won't throw that away. Though. I'll. I'll give it away. Someone. Yeah. Sorry, John. I, I was extremely uh, confused about that sequence when Yoda passes and the fact that he just disappears. Like, as if I wasn't already confused enough with the whole, um, you know, Obi-Wan spoilers, by the way. vanishing into smoke yeah. when, you know, like, Vader swings his lightsaber and Kenobi just vanishes. And I was extremely confused and Yoda didn't help matters. It's just bad. Well, that was, yeah, that, that was the big thing with Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon didn't disappear and everyone was like, ooh, what's up with this? And... Lucas was like, I've got a plan for it. But then Liam Neeson was shooting Batman, so he didn't return. And they're just like, oh, let's just leave this out and not really explain what we were setting up here. So it's still a very weird thing in the. Yeah. I always forget that. Clothes uh, disappear as well. No, they they, they kind of foofed down again. They foofed so, down. Okay. Yeah, foof, yeah, foofed. They foofed, and uh, they were just kind of laying on the bed. So it's kind of weird. You could like take them and dress your doll or something. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think Luke searched the house for a couple of extra credits or that as well? Do you think he was like, <laughs> They're like Yoda's porn collection behind it. Or it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what you're doing in any good RPG. Yeah. yeah, I'll just toss the joint. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Well, isn't the uh, the implication from the prequels that Yoda, after he has his big fight with the Emperor, um, he gets in that kind of escape potty thing and takes off and you, you presume that he lands on Dagobah so he kind of has what he has with him and that's it. Did we ever get an Obi-Wan Force ghost? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even in Star Wars recently. He was oh, one really? of the first modern mail-aways. Yeah. You had, you had to eat Lay's potato chips for like a month, and then you could get him. He was fairly – I think he was completely unarticulated, though. Mm. I have him here. And then they mm. did a three-pack a three pack from later in this movie. Huh. Uh, yeah. Force Ghost. And he was recently a Walgreens exclusive that a, uh, you know, that a good friend helped me uh, acquire. Now, see, I hated Obi-Wan for years after this. Oh, Why? It, it wasn't until episode one because oh, it was all true from a certain point of view. Well, screw you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> it was trying to save him. Huh? It was trying to get him <laughs> to come with him. He wasn't just going to be like, I'm going off to face your father, your estranged father that clearly you've got issues about for years and years. And you're already thinking of joining the Imperial Academy, so... Yeah, I, I just, this scene just pissed me off for years. <laughs> what really and let's did be honest, his experience father. with like Skywalkers before this was a bit of, you know, emotional get. So yeah. it's probably like, oh, if I tell him there's some sort of family thing, he's just going to run off with Padme or that again. So <laughs> I, gonna, I, I can't, uh, can't make emotional attachment. Oh, and he's buddy. British. It's your moment. Well, where's his cup of tea if he's so British? Yeah, I'm with you, Ben. I'd for- totally forgotten that he was in this. Yeah. yeah. The, the latest meme that I saw with the, uh, you know, what really happened to my father? Obi Wan saying, "Oh, he uh, wasn't very good at playing the floor as lava." Apparently, well he just hated being there, Alec Guinness. Well, you know, he probably only signed on for another one of those uh, percentage of the box office mm. type deals. Yeah, he wasn't very pleasant to be around on the set either, I guess. Yeah. I suppose, you know, once you've been in you know, Bridge Over the River Kwai, I suppose uh, everything's downhill from there. And oddly, Peter Cushing, apparently, in the first one was really nice to be around. Mm. Yes, he was coming from Hammer Horror Films and probably Sherlock Holmes. No. I wonder what happened if they would have reversed those two roles. Peter Cushing and Obi-Wan. I always liked Peter Cushing. He's great. Yeah. That would have been cool. Never thought about that before now. Hey, hey, here's my dude. Ninnum. No. <laughs> See, that's another one that I had absolutely no idea how to pronounce. Um, yep. No, no idea. And for some reason, remember the mail away? And you could send away the uh, the tokens from the card back. I had so many card backs that I ended up sending away for three. And I have no idea why I sent away for three, but to this day, I have three. Well. Nice figure, though. Akpo to me is just like definitely one of those um, uh, characters that I liked because of the toy, you know. Like I, the, mm. he's, he's 
I mean, he's he's my my favorite figure from uh, this, yeah. but just you know, now, he does have a great voice though. Like he's a he is yes, yep. Um, speaking of Akbar, uh, Eddie and I quite some time ago recorded an Akbar toy history with a special guest, and my plan is to finally release it alongside this episode as a 350th celebration. Sweet. I know. I didn't realize we hadn't released that. Uh, Why is 2-1-B in the briefing? Sorry. Well, you you need to have a medical guy there in case someone faints. Someone has to be first aid trained in the workplace. You just go, what is the nature (laughs) of the medical emergency? We missed another one of my favorite figures in this, which is General Medin. Um, because and his toilet brush. Yeah, I I, I never had one. Really, he was one. He I think just because he was kind of really just like you know generic person figure. I he I used him a lot in my Star Wars game. He's he's one of the few human rebel general kind of figures. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. He was for me most famous because apparently he was the first. Uh, a character from a movie to be killed off in the EU. I remember that being mm. very controversial at the time. <sighs> Book spoilers. Yeah. In, until much later, I thought he was Steven Spielberg as a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Prune Head, another great. I wonder who the Prune head face warmers were face, at the head, time. Wasn't it? Yeah. You know, with all these great aliens and all these beautiful designs like Akbar. And I mean, even... Now I remember the Akbar figure being really nicely detailed. There was a lot of great, um, you know, presence about the character, and he had that sort of wider stance for you know that military pose, etc. Um, and so visually, as a kid, he looked great, and it made him very appealing. But I can't imagine that General Maydean was one that you just went, "Oh, it's General Maydean! I'll take him over all the cool aliens." Yeah, yeah. So you know, was he the the peg warmer? Was he the? Uh, I don't remember peg warmers back then. Was he the Batroc? I don't think so. <laughs> the um, Ragnarok Loki. It's a great match out of the docking bay, too. I love that shot. Lando General being one of those last vintage figures to come out. I never had him as a vintage figure. It is a great outfit, that one. And to this day, I still got all the officers confused. Like people talk about the officers like they've got this brilliant, you know, understanding of each and every single one of them. And every time someone goes, "Oh, General such and such," or "Admiral blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Now, which one is he again? Is he the one that was in Empire on the bridge that you know, blah blah?" Oh, so I get them all confused. So I think the only one I recognise immediately is um, uh, is Vivian from the young ones in the new films. <laughs> Speaking of skin conditions, yeah, the emperor, do it. I was amazed to find out that they got the same actor back for the prequels. That he was actually very young when he did this. Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and he—he he was such a good. Um, 
the the actor that played him in the um, prequels. Well, yeah, him and Owen McGregor for me were performance wise the standouts. Like they. Computers, uh, Ben's computer must, must suck being um, Darth Vader where you can't go anywhere because no matter where you go, you've got this dun, 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 following you. <laughs> like every time you appear anywhere, suddenly that just, you know. I would have thought you would have just turned that off, like, that feature of your suit off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm surprised we never got a like throne room playset, really. In the I had a micro machines version, yeah. but not a. Well, especially since all of it seems to take place in front of like a big window of some description. I think you know having the throne in front of the uh, big round window. I had I had some yeah. I think a macro machines set of some description. Damn it! <laughs> that was one of our most quoted lines at high school. Uh, Someone would be like, "Oh, should I throw a bag of grape to the?" In class, or someone be at the back and just do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Do it. You know, whenever um, I see the the close ups of some of the ships, like the Star Destroyers or the, the Death Star's surface, I'm always looking at all the little bumps and ridges to see if anything is recognizable. Because when they construct stuff like that, it's not unusual for them to use whatever they um, they've got handy. Because uh, does anyone remember the movie Star Crash? With David Hasselhoff, yeah, came out about the same time oh or not long goodness. after. Is that Roger Meyer Star- one? Like one of those? Yeah, so it was. It was trying to cash in on the whole Star Wars craze, and there's this great sequence where there's a big Star Destroyer type ship coming over, and the cameras, you know, panning along underneath. And clearly, the model maker has used whatever he can to to build this model for the film, because at one particular point, you can actually see a dome of an R two D two action figure that's been painted grey as the same colour as the ship. <laughs> Oh, wow. I wonder if they left the bridge set from Empire for the Star Destroyer standing and just recycled it. Or did they build a new set? Wasn't everything in giant warehouses out on Skywalker Ranch or something? Well, those would have all been in Elstree in England. Yeah. They're, They're pretty infamous back then for just destroying sets once the production was done. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they built it again from scratch. Cause a lot of the time you've got sort of union blokes and things that were like, well, if we save it, we don't get paid again to build it on the next one type thing. If they yeah. do ever go back to use it. So a lot of times it just gets destroyed for, you know, sort of the sake of coming back again, which is why each Man. film often has, you know, different setups. I always think of this sequence as about like the most action that Chewie actually gets in the entire trilogy. You know, he finally gets to actually shoot someone with the bowcaster. And... So speaking of coming to uh, Return of the Jedi a bit later than the initial film release, I had actually in kindergarten seen the film Caravan of Courage uh, with the Ewoks and had no idea that it had any sort of connection to a larger Star Wars film franchise. So <laughs> when these Ewoks appeared, I was like, oh, they've, it's crossed over with this other film franchise. It's like a 
you know, pre-Marvel universe of just like these different film franchises that are crossing over and the Ewoks are cameoing. Um, I, I didn't realize that this was their origin. Uh, our, uh, our Instagram virtuoso, uh, Luke, said that his favorite figures were the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. I this this is not going to be received well by some people, but I'm I'm not a fan of the Ewoks. I just yeah, I I just they don't. I think the reason the Ewoks didn't um, didn't sort of strike a chord with me is because by this point, you know, being right into Star Wars, playing with the toys, you know, nonstop between films and that sort of thing, um, I, I was still blown away by the whole Hoth sequence, uh, which, you know, to this day is my favourite Star Wars sequence of any of the films. Like I just, I, I loved everything about the AT-ATs, the, the snow speeders, etc. And so the Ewoks just felt like a really sort of kiddie downturn for me and mm-hmm. and... I don't know. Just uh, they—they they never quite. Yeah, it's like the whole idea that you've got these really well-trained imperial troops being taken out by teddy bears with rocks um, seemed a bit odd. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it was a sign that I was getting a bit older, and it was aimed for people who were a bit younger than I was. So I don't know. I was going to say, yeah, that's basically it. Because when I saw this, I would have been hell of a lot younger and i was like oh yay those are those are kind of cool and they're kind of cute and whatever else and that was kind of a highlight as a a much younger person than you would have been when i first saw this so um and i hadn't seen the other two so i was like oh okay that's fine that's perfectly acceptable um but yeah when when i watch it as an adult i'm like yeah this does not make sense but okay sure this speeder bike chase scene though was speaking of star wars battles this has got to be up there and one of the best yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I always wondered, um, you know, back when I first saw it, whether the the whole course that they're on, like when the the biker scouts jump on their um, bikes and and go, and then you know Luke and Leia chase them, I often wondered whether that was a pre sort of like a pre-designed like route that they went through, or like are they just zipping between the trees because they're you know, like the, it's almost like they're going in a bit of a straight line and then just dodging the odd tree. Because when um, Luke and Leia's bike is banging into the other one, I kind of, I'm just like, dude, why don't you just swerve? Like, just, you know, mm-hmm. swerve off at 45 degrees and go in the opposite direction. And, you know, that sort of thing. Why? So I wondered if it was a, yeah, a, a pre designed route that they were, route that they were zipping through. I don't know, it, does, it does seem it. like a dangerous vehicle to be using in a forest area. Like it, it doesn't <laughs> exactly scream, yeah, again. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we're talking OHAS here, so, yeah, you know. You it know is a wartime situation, come on. Well, if you were studying to get your, you know, your OHAS degree or something, you know, the, well, uh, the handrail um, thing probably mm. would have gone for about three minutes, you know. Like. I, wonder, I wonder, though, how slow they can actually go. I know we call them speeder bikes, but they're obviously yeah. in a chase situation here. I wonder, you know, could you go quite a bit slower and it yeah. wouldn't oh, seem this like push bike speed? Because they yeah. get the, you know, the the flaps completely open on these. Uh, they did I a do, really. You go. go ahead, Eddie. Go ahead. I was going to say I just really love the design of the Scout Trooper. It's probably my favorite Trooper variant design. They do look um, good, yeah. 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 Except for their lame little guns they came with, which you can never get the whole. Gonna, probably. 
I was just going to say, I, they actually did a uh, role play one of those back in the day. That's pretty cool. I wonder mm. if that visor is not like the visor on is not actually helping them in terms of actually any way, shape, or form is actually is non aerodynamic as well. Well, it's, it's it's blinders to keep them focused on the going through the trees, I guess. Oh, you reckon it's a legit design thing? Like they actually did. Yeah. That was a consideration. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't would you have that, that much sideways vision anyway? With like, it's essentially just a ski mask inside a helmet. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it was. You know, practical. Worked real well. <laughs> I do love the these rebels troops sort of stalking through the jungle in camouflage with their gold robot. Yep. <laughs> Their uh, their grey pants. I actually didn't realise that Warwick Davis was as young as he was mm. Uh, mm. in this. Like mm. I, was, I think I was watching Life's Too Short, uh, the comedy series, and I ended up looking him up and went, "Oh, I actually didn't realise he was basically a kid when he he did this role." Which if, yeah, he was very young. Yeah, if if you haven't watched Life's Too Short, oh, get get <laughs> onto that because Warwick Davis is fantastic and. <laughs> Like he's he's pretty much just doing it's a Ricky Gervais produced show, but it's just pretty much him treating himself like an arsehole, and he's fantastic. Yeah, There's man. a fantastic scene where with a, he's doing signings at like a sci-fi comic con, and a um, you know mum comes up and says, you know, oh my kid has cancer. Uh, will you sign this for free for him? Basically, it's like, well, I can't do that because everyone will just say he's got cancer. And, yeah, and she yeah. sort of kicks up a stink, so he signs it, and the next person comes up and is like, I've got cancer. <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> of course you do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, when they hire him to appear at the wedding, <laughs> and he yeah. turns up as Warwick Davis at the wedding, you know, he's like, oh, it's a Star Wars-themed wedding. You know, we got Warwick Davis who, you know, who played Wicket. <laughs> of course, he's not in costume. It's like, where's your costume? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I lost of- my vi- vintage Wicket. Spear. Oh. To be honest, it's not like he was a big figure and the accessories weren't exactly, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I picture poor Scotty here, you know, pre losing almost every single accessory as soon as that blister came off of the guard. Yeah. No, I think I was a bit like, like even as a kid, that the guns and stuff didn't kind of, I probably didn't lose them. They just all kind of ended up in a big, you know, box somewhere. Uh, but central speaking of duck. Ewoks, you know, my, my sister has two Brussels Griffon dogs <laughs> who were partially the inspiration behind Ewoks. And they are – I'll have to put up a photo uh, of them on uh, our Facebook page because they are <laughs> adorable. And uh, the, the first one, when she adopted him – the name that the people who bred him gave him was R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I I, yeah, but that's not his name now. His name is Cosmo. <laughs> and then his little... Maybe they his, did that deliberately just to piss off Star Wars fans or something. I don't know. And then, then yeah, his... um. They, she also ended up adopting his nephew, or and, her, and now his name is Ollie. And... Uh, he actually has his own bio on our company website. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because he comes to the office, and so his title is assistant director of stress management. Oh, <laughs> and they do look like little Ewoks. 
the Emperor is actually aging pretty well if you think about it. If you go from the Ian McDermott sort of you know twenty what twenty five years earlier, he's actually looking pretty darn good for being corrupted with dark energy. Mm. It's interesting that in the uh, the current six inch Star Wars black line, we're not seeing um, a whole lot of Return of the Jedi love. Is that? Are they? Do you think oh. they're just saving that for the anniversary, or because they, obviously know. this year we're getting a lot of uh, Empire stuff is going to be. Coming through and hitting, and they probably know, you know, we'll be doing vintage Return of the Jedi in sort of two years' time. Well, I mean, if you think about all the creatures in, you know, Jabba's um, palace, uh, we've seen very few. I mean, obviously, there's there's Gamorrean Guard, and um, we know we've got Lando coming, etc. But, um, you know, haven't seen any of the Ewoks, haven't seen uh, anybody who's wearing the, uh, the Endor camouflage gear. And it, I, I'm sure it will come eventually with the waves through. Have they done a biker scout? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he was very early on. Fairly early on. Yeah, and the bike as well. So it's no, very it's nice, right. actually. It's got it's a nice right. stand yeah. on it that, that allows yeah. it to sort of sit um, quite well off the ground at a good height. Mm, mm. I wouldn't mind him taking another crack at Jedi Luke, though. And even the oh. Emperor, to be honest, uh, with a more moulded cape than the soft goods cape. Mm. And here we have the uh, the Rebel Alliance's finest, all uh, all being neutralised by teddy bears with uh, a net. Yep. Saved once again by the, uh, the the droid that can barely travel through the terrain. Is where I struggle to actually remember to name them all, isn't it? Low, low Gray's the the medicine man. Yeah, he's got the bone thing the on skull. his head. And, yeah, yeah. So, and there's the um, oh, I'm trying to think of the other the, the dark that's in there. Was it T Bone? T Bone, yes. Thank you. Where does some um, the scope of Han's blaster keep going. It's like it appears and disappears. Space blaster. That's just yeah, the, the, the scope thingy. Like you know, he has it in one film, and then maybe it's situational. And he doesn't use it all the time. Mm, I wonder if it's even the same blaster. Well, because he was frozen, it probably isn't. Mm. Ah, good point. We wow, can have the. Uh, Taken me forty of, years. We had the Return of Jedi blaster as a toy as kids, and that did have the scope on it. So yeah, probably just reusing the same mold, wouldn't it? And just put a different uh, different blurb on the box. Yeah, different sticker on the gun. Yeah. Mm. One of my favorite versions of three PO is the one that comes with the throne. <laughs> that was a modern one. Mm. <laughs> Did they introduce any more Ewoks much late? You know how um, with the whole power of the force, late 90s kind of thing, and they pretty much you know managed to make a figure of every single person ever. Um, did they kind of introduce any new Ewoks and give them names that hadn't already appeared previously? 
there was a whole in there. Yeah. Yeah. Even once you got into like the 30th anniversary collection, there were a few box sets of Ewoks and that. So they didn't kind of introduce that guy in the background with the such and such and go, oh, yeah, there's a new Ewok named Barry or something. I don't know about Barry. That one with the purple headdress got a figure. Mm. Yeah. This is where uh, Chewie should be in his element, really, shouldn't he? In these tree houses. How did they manage right. to get tied? How did like how, how did they actually manage to get tied up by those things? Come on! Didn't they basically let themselves get taken because they perceived three PO to be a god or something? It's, it's yeah. all part of Luke's plan. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get captured. Which, I'll be in the yeah. dungeon if anyone needs me. Just every one of Luke's plan is get captured. Like, oh, I'm going to get captured by Jabba. Oh, I'll get captured by the Ewoks. Oh, you know what? I'm going to hand myself over and get captured by the Emperor. To, like, that's it's three times <laughs> his plan in this film is just get captured. <laughs> well, the, the implication is certainly that Chewbacca is very strong. So I, I don't imagine that that could actually hold him if he didn't want to be held. And there's the 3PO's silver leg. Very, very obvious while sitting on the throne. I do like they tie up R2-D2 as if he's got hands to... (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if at this particular point in the storyline, R2's um, little, you know, booster jets are malfunctioning and that's why he doesn't fly anywhere anymore. Well, they're tied up now. Do you reckon that... Do you reckon... Put the lightsaber um, in. Oh, I'm I'm blanking on his name. The poor fella who would have been in R2. Do you reckon they put him in and then tied R2 up to the... (laughs) <laughs> oh my Kenny god Kenny Baker yeah Kenny Baker is he in there while R2's tied up and can't move <laughs> and they're carrying him upside down yeah oh yeah. boy they apparently treated him he had some stories on set where they'd just forget about him and leave him in the can oh no or they'd go and take lunch and things like that it was some... yeah Anthony Daniels didn't have it easy either um, they would basically put him on a board for breaks and Leave them there. Oh, terrible. Now, where did Leia get this outfit from? How does she keep ending up in, you know, <laughs> different garb? She definitely didn't have this on underneath the... Well, maybe it's her cash gear for once the, the mission is completed. <laughs> but, like, where did it come from? They just have the Ewoks have made it, it for her. She had it in her yeah. backpack one <laughs> <when> they... <laughs> yeah. that, that was from the last lady that they ate that didn't have a <laughs> protocol droid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do like she's like well I'm in a forest setting I should change my hair to yeah absolutely well I mean forest, you like... are still in a, a near combat situation so you think you'd have your hair tied back out of the way in case you uh, you know didn't get into some action again but then again you know my wife says that almost every week when we watch The Walking Dead how um, they're in this sort of world where consumer goods are uh, scarce now yet everyone seems to have this long luscious hair that's never tied back yeah <laughs> and perfect natural makeup. berries yeah no but it's it's only because they jump forward you know yeah <laughs> you, have, you have to show that it's different yeah. yeah maybe she had some of that dry shampoo in her belt you know, as a kid, I remember this sequence just went on forever and ever and ever, and I got really bored, and, you know, nothing's changed. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember if they made a tied up R2D2 figure. I think they did. Really? Well, it just came yeah, with a piece of string. Sure it was like rubber bands or something, like vine type molded stuff that went over him. Maybe. Anybody have the Ewok Village? No. I remember mm. a mate that had the Sherwood Forest playset. Mm. <laughs> now, this scene where 3PO's um, telling the story, they they did a TV commercial for the special editions that I really love because they're talking about showing it to your kids, you know, showing the trilogy to your kids and you know, sharing it. And I, I just, I love that they use this scene. It, it was almost perfect for it. Actually, I don't think I had much of Ewok anything. It, it took um, some years because I, I mean, after I stopped collecting the figures, some years before I realized they even released the, uh, the catapult and the glider and the, the village and whatnot. I think I had um, low gray and uh, wicket and that was about it. Yeah, I think I only had the two as well. Uh, they were fairly easy to use, the, the Ewoks. I mean, you just had to sort of get out in the garden, really, and you, you had everything you needed to recreate yeah. the scene. Well, I think that's how I lost Wicket's spear, as I had no, him outside. I, <laughs> yeah. I was taking pictures of him, actually, with a camera with film. Film? <laughs> oh, good what's great. that? That's that's like something you get on your pudding, isn't it? When you leave that out to that's Jeez. skin. That's skin. So, that's pudding skin. Uh, so a month later, when you finally finished off those last few pictures and got it, uh, you know, processed, did you actually um, get the digital watch? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was trying to be RD even back then. I had him like in a. A flower bed that my mom had. So, Scott, you weren't uh, tempted to sort of try and uh, scavenge all of your stuff and parcel it up and send it back? Uh, look, the, uh, the figures, because I've only actually been back to the States a couple of times since I came here, and the all the figures came back, uh, like the kind of first trip that I made back I packaged up all the figures and also like all my superpowers stuff and sent them but not play sets no um the uh-huh. and yeah because my my father I'm sure they're still there crazy <laughs> crazy, crazy. Mm. I have these phone calls with him you know you know 20 30 years after I left 20 years after I've said there's nothing there that I want please feel th- free to throw things away and he'll just say oh i i am um, i found this book the other day it's called the girl with the silver eyes and I was <laughs> it, you know i remember you read that when you were a kid and i was wondering if you wanted me to send it to you or not and i'm like oh no i it's like oh well, you know the, the the girls might like it and i'm like well, i don't know that they would dad it's really not you so, and he's like okay well well i'll just hold on to it i'll hold on to it I'm like okay great <laughs> For the amount that it would cost to post it over now. And well, here's the thing: sometimes you feel like, okay, 
the right answer you really want is, I guess, yes, that that would be great if you do that. And then he'll go, oh, okay, well, well, I won't be able to send it right away because, you know, it will be expensive. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) 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 There is no Uh, winning. (laughs) uh, My sister... Ew. What well, you? But we made out. You actually have the force as well. You'll be able to travel through space without a ship. Frankly, <laughs> less old spoilers. Yeah, no, no docking bay required for you. You just travel from ship to ship and bang on the door. Luke's looking a lot like um, Lily Allen's brother from Game of Thrones here in this scene. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, he never oh, actually he got a particularly good haircut. Any at any point in any film, he's kind of rocking that hey, '80s boy hairdo. Don't be knocking on Aunt Beru. She did the best she could for the time. Yeah. <laughs> True. Knock, knock, knocking on Aunt Beru. That sounds quiet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, Yoda probably gave him one on Dagobah. I mean, while he was in the backpack. Haircut or knock on our beret? Uh, haircut. Or just, He's probably in the little backpack back there, you know, with scissors. Mm-hmm. Mm, stand still, will you? <sighs> I wonder if, like, you can't use your force powers to stop your hair growing. Hmm. So I'd imagine the, it'd be yeah. C-3PO out of the... So was the... Um, what, what were the mail-aways? Like, I mean, I remember getting the survival pack, you know, uh, mail-away, and obviously the Nine Num. Yeah, Nine Num, Admiral Akbar. Was um, that Akbar was a mail-away? Because I, I, yeah. I, I didn't mail-away for him. I'm pretty oh, sure I just got him as a regular figure. Well, I, 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 I a, think he was figure. a... A pre-release like Boba yeah. Fett was, but then when oh, the wave right. came yeah, yeah, out, yeah, normally yeah, yeah. he was available. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember gotcha. Nine Num being a mail away. He yeah, was. Yeah, he yeah. was a pre-release one too. Um, the Emperor okay. as well. The Emperor, I remember. Oh, of yeah. course, yes, he was. Yes, the Emperor. I was excited to find in because I wasn't collecting the original line, but I was Power of the Force for my Star Wars collection. And he came out on the green cards once they switched to them. Mm-hmm. And I was unable to find him in stores. I don't know if that wave got released here in Australia at general retail, but I was at the Melbourne show, which is like a big state fair type thing. And it's the only year I ever came across it, but there was like some sort of comic book store vendor that actually had a stall at the Melbourne show and he had the Emperor figure there, and it was actually fairly reasonable. I think he had it for like 15 bucks or something. No, and I had right. uh, uh, happened to be walking uh, in like probably the busiest section of the show, and I'd found $20 on the ground. And I was like, oh, very nice. <laughs> it was meant I, to be. I, I bent down to pick it up, and then there was another $20. And I was like, oh. And then I, you know, sort of noticed there was another $20. And eventually I picked up $120 Good uh, off the ground, which as I was 11 years old at the time, 
just randomly yeah it's just i was so i was like i'll have that figure and i also brought like the beast wars megatron and optimus prime as bat and crocodile figure and just yeah i just went to town on what was basically like (laughs) free money and luke's plan here again get captured So has anyone ever met Mark Hamill? Is he like five foot two? Because just before when he was standing there with the officer and the stormtroopers and Vader, he just looks like a, a midget compared to the rest of them. Well, mm. he is a little short for a stormtrooper. Yeah. Um, and he, he is. He is. No, I think Carrie Fisher's the only one out of the main group that I've I've mm. met. Him. How is an ad at practical in the woods? So, that was anything practical. In yeah. You notice some Vader's helmet has a distinct lack of, um, you know, shine to it. Like in some scenes, it really does come across quite glossy. But in uh, while he's talking to Luke here, it actually looks very matte. Like I, I didn't realize that Vader's costume changed between the films. Oh, yeah, it is three completely different because he doesn't even really have as strong of the red eyes in this version either. Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing Star Wars for the first time in a long time going, Where what's what's with the red lenses? I can even see the actor inside. And yet the only vintage figure that really didn't change. Mm. Mm. So his his helmet is very matte there. Like it's um because every now and then somebody releases a, a Vader helmet, you know, there's fifty different companies producing Vader helmets and they go, you know, shouldn't it be really sort of shiny and glossy? And then I watch a sequence like this and go, oh, okay, well, maybe they got it right after all. I'm actually shocked with the amount of Vader variants they've released over the years. They haven't tried to do the sort of cheap version of, like, this Vader Return the Jedi figure with a green lightsaber as it's inspecting Luke's. I always keep expecting (laughs) this as just like, oh, and here's a Vader you haven't gotten before. Lightsaber inspection, Vader. (laughs) I remember going to the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> going to the annual show that we had uh, as a kid every year. I used to look forward to it because they had all the different show bags. And I remember getting the Return of the Jedi show bag and it actually had uh, a Vader mask in it. It was just one of those ones that went across the front of your face and was held on with some elastic. Um, and staples. I, yeah, yeah, and the staples holding the elastic on. And this thing was like getting inside an Iron Maiden. Like the staples were scraping the sides of my my head and then, you know, where the holes were in the mask. <laughs> they had these really sharp bits that were sticking into, like, you know, into my skin. But I was determined to wear this thing. And talk about suffering for your art. Like it was just the most poorly designed thing. Well, my best friend's dad will never let me forget we were away on like a family vacation together. It would have been around sort of uh, nine, ten, and we're in like an op shop. And I picked up a thing off the shelf and was like, "Look, I'm Darth Vader," and put this mask on and started doing the breathing thing. And <laughs> it was a uh, it was a black cricket box, which uh, <laughs> hopefully oh brand new. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I think that's like a. Is it a jock strap in the states that would be the comparison? Oh, oh. <laughs> like that, oh. yeah, no, yeah. Oh, oh, do you feel like now? I um, I want a chair like Akbar's to get around my house. So that would like, be amazing. Yeah, everything about Akbar's amazing. Tongues can't repel flavor of that magnitude. 
<laughs> silver leg, silver leg. <laughs> now, as much as I don't uh, like the Ewok part of this uh, film, this is probably the best space battle for me. I know a lot of people love the trench run, yeah. but yeah. It, this end. Yeah. I see Leia's actually got her act together now and got her hair tied back out of her face, so ready for combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I notice that um, 3PO changes quite a lot too. Like he, uh, he goes through sequences during the films of being sort of, you know, quite glossy after going through an oil bath, and he's actually looking pretty, uh, pretty kind of beat up and dusty at the moment. Wonder how much of that was so that it didn't reflect the camera. Huh. Yeah. Good point. Probably the same for Vader's helmet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking during that as well. Because all the oh, lights. We only built and... half. Yeah, we only built half the set. And <laughs> we yeah. can't reflect the rest of the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that scene of uh, Leia putting her hand over 3PO's mouth. That's that's like a famous picture everywhere. Inspiration for memes. Isn't that amazing that, you know, from day to day I shit in the woods and throw my spear around and suddenly I can operate a speeder bike? Yeah. Well, that's like uh, Battlefield Earth, isn't it, where they have the caveman flying the fighter jet around and he lands and he gets out and he's like, just like riding a horse. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I've ever actually watched the film. It's it's on my list of 500 things to never do. That, okay, the so Ewok that's totally on. what we're doing for 400. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, no. <laughs> like you, skipped, oh, wait. you skipped that's 300 and 350. It was like, oh, we'll, we'll fill in a couple for those. But uh, yeah. 400, though. Yeah. Ewok on the speeder bike is Poplu, in case you guys are wondering. Yeah. A pretty impressive throne room. Man. Sorry for those royal guards just standing around, like, just doing nothing. Why would be great would if you, you just had, friend? like, a Marilyn Manson poster or something just on one random wall. <laughs> why, why would you have your throne, like, in front of a big space window? You think so you watch the battle. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, how how easily... Like- it breaks, you get, you get sucked yeah. out of it. Yeah, like there, there would be shields or things. It wouldn't just be the straight glass. And it's as what? far away from the door as possible. Like I know this is where the door will be, and I want you to put it right down the end of the hall and up about eight flights of stairs. Like that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, there'll be other things. It's just they've just started moving in, so they've just got the one chair in so far. <laughs> oh, okay, it's like yeah, when you, so... you know, he's probably just had fish and chips by sitting on the floor the night before. <laughs> like, <laughs> True, true. The fish and chips emperor, that'll be the next uh, (laughs) the variant. Maybe uh maybe they're like Star Trek windows and there's no glass in them, it's just force fields. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want chicken salt with that, mate? Do it. (laughs) Chicken or regular? (laughs) Both. Americans really don't know chicken chicken salt is. Delicious. Mm. <laughs> how, do you, how do you describe it? 
It's just like yeah, MSG, right? A, like the flavor of winning. Chicken flavored MSG. Yeah, it doesn't even like people probably hear it thinking like, oh, I guess it tastes like chicken, but it doesn't at all. It really doesn't. No, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of thing. Mm. So, how come the emperor looks like the emperor? now like is that his true form and when he was senator palpatine he was using you know no because he gets zapped um by the lightning when Senator jackson flicks it back at him Hmm. i still don't think samuel jackson died necessarily i suppose he he got shot out the window and yeah there were those snoke rumors there for a little bit that's yeah well I think that it's just that he's about to go Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> if you're bald and go Super Saiyan, how do you know? Well, well you might go oh. Yeah. Do you just spontaneously grow hair? No. Oh. Like, well. so you're saying you've got total alopecia? Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd still have your eyes would change color and you'd get the golden glow. But... Oh, okay. And if well, you had a goatee, that would expand. So, hey, I, yeah, won't, like, I won't. Well, there's, I won't. There's actual handrails there. Good grief. So no, no, John, yeah. that won't solve your problems. No. Going super super <laughs> saiyan. Yeah. It's just training yeah. montage John, to get. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thought it was idle. John's like asking for yeah. a friend. <laughs> <laughs> the the Lego video game of the, the throne room is actually a pretty cool level. Remember liking that one? Because it's more like a platformer. you got to jump up on stuff and around. Mm. Go to the chair. Rebel scum. I noticed in the Millennium Falcon, there's additional people in the background. Like, there's dudes dressed in the Ugh. Endor camo gear. And it's like, shouldn't you be on the planet helping out? Like, did you get on the wrong ship? Well, that's the General Kraken, isn't it? The head of the RPG <laughs> game. Um, Look at him. What's he, what's he sitting there in his, like, Endor camo type gear? Like, what, what, what are you contributing sitting behind Lando there? Like, are you just are you operating well, Spotify? Yeah. Like, what, are you got the, the tunes the, going, ready for the battle? Yeah. The, those are the actual number of people required to crew one of those cruisers, not yeah. just two that we normally see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair. He was meant to be in like group eight, but he accidentally went into group B. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. That was like me at school in sports carnivals and I just kind of went wherever. (laughs) (laughs) I usually had no idea where I was meant to be. (laughs) You're just running along in the middle of the uh, 200 meters and suddenly try and do a high jump. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I always you got like told off. It's like you're not meant to be in this group. You go and yeah. go and sit with your go and sit with your house. And it's like I have no idea which one I'm in. <laughs> did, did anybody have any of the A wings or B wings back in the day? No, no. I, I do remember last... seeing a kid at school with an A wing, and I was jealous mm. that I remember mm. seeing that. Yeah, because of course it was toyetic enough because it was quite small, so it actually made sense to have like that little single yeah. figure kind of ship as opposed to you know huh. something a, a lot bigger like the shuttle. Yeah. Why was the B wing not called a T wing? 
Yeah, yeah. That always annoyed me. There, there's a reason for it. I just read it not that long ago, but I it's don't like remember what it was. Bilateral engines or something, I think, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised we actually haven't had a Wedge Antilles in the Black Series yet. He seems like a big. It must be step. fairly easy to do, given that we've already got Luke yeah. in his X-Wing gear. Yeah. And just a variation thereof. You kind of that think he would have a yeah. big view screen with a close-up of the battle on it. <laughs> or some kind of tactical display. Mm. Just to, yeah, but then he's look. got to hook up the right cables and it's a new place. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, you can't find the yellow and red and white one. That's packed in another box and it's just a big. Yeah. You see those um, scout walkers, the ATSTs, getting around, and you have to think that the poor people inside piloting them must just have, you know, slip discs and dodgy necks. And I mean, every time <laughs> it takes a step, the whole thing just shakes and rattles. And They might have put suspension a, in the seat, though. Well, you'd, you'd, they'd have to have something. Even the AT-AT getting around before, you kind of, every time it takes a step, you see the head bob up and down and you feel sorry for the poor people inside just getting hurled around. I remember I had one of those driver figures from the Power of the Force because I was at a country toy world mm. and they were just having like a going out of business clearance sale. So they had figures for like a couple of dollars. So I got a whole bunch of figures I probably wouldn't never get, such as him and... Shizor from the Shadow of the Empire and some now, random droids. When you say Country Toy World, is this like just a, a Toy World in a rural area or was it an actual country branded? It was like, like a, um, a in a rural area uh, you Country know, like Toy have, World. You know how they have Country Target? Yeah, no, no. This deal? was just one in a rural area. Okay, cool. Um, type one and i got him because he had a really cool massive kick-ass gun Mm. and yeah it was just designed for the figure i got all those power of the force figures like nice what like Mm. one of each like you know i didn't go for the variants but yeah i i had to track them all down how come the uh, the stormtroopers don't have camouflage paint why are they bright white well, they're just outside. They're normally in the base. Yeah. Well, they had it with the clones, and then the clones didn't really work out. So they're like, yeah, we'll just stick nah. to them. Yeah. Still sticking to that, are they? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, they hadn't worked out yet that you could merchandise that a lot more if you varied yeah. it. True. If someone had told George Lucas on set, it's, you know, if you time travel back and go like, hey, George, do you know, you know if you put some camo paint on these stormtroopers, you're going to sell... You know, an, an extra couple of thousand. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's a really good idea. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, I. that was one of my biggest fears. If, if Lucas had kept going with Star Wars, that they would go back and redo these stormtroopers into the, the Skittle troopers. <laughs> well, Even more than New Zealand accent. Some so sort of uh, camo scheme. Oh, it is. Ewoks broke. Now you just made me want to have like, a Taika Waititi version. <laughs> yeah. Well, Taika's now doing, uh, as we found out this week, he's doing the voice of IG-88. So uh, the Korg voice will be the voice of... Oh, yeah, baby. 
over here. No disintegration yeah. this time, bro. The foundations are good. We can rebuild it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you want a coffee? It's terrible. Now, now we're werewolves, not swearwolves. What's behind the other door? Have you seen um, <laughs> Have you seen Wellington Paranormal? Yeah. No, I only realised that was a spin-off um, of what we do in the shadows recently. Is, someone told is, me yeah. I didn't realise it was the same coppers. It it's is. On, um, it, it's FBS bloody funny. And I, I laugh. I laugh. Oh. <laughs> if you like uh, New Zealand things, check out Cascateers on Netflix. I love <laughs> yes, it. I have it in my my watch list. Thanks to your oh, recommendation. It's, it's, it's like a you know set in a funeral like these people that run a funeral parlor, but it's just hilarious, heartwarming, endearing, life affirming. <laughs> Have you watched uh, Kim's Convenience? That's pretty good too. That's the Korean one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it, but I've, so, I've um... been on a. Oh, sorry, you go. No, no, I've always wondered why you know Luke will join the dark side if he. If he strikes him down, like, what if he just like whistles while he walks and does it? Like, does he? <laughs> that makes you know, if he does even it... more of a sociopath. Well, yeah, like if he does it out of, he does it out of anger, he joins the dark side. But if he kind of just does it he really just puts casually, on some, lays down some plastic sheets and plays Tina Arena while he swings. Yeah. <laughs> just, just sounds like really cash kind yeah. of thing. Like, I just wondered whether he'd still, you know, end up on the dark side for that. Why don't he just have a dance off? <sighs> A your mama contest. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think Palpatine will win that because he actually knew it. Well. Yeah. Some great sci-fi your mama jokes. You mean your, like your, your mama died from sadness? Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> your mama so fat when Obi Wan saw her, she said, "That's no moon." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a robot chicken. I I can't claim credit before someone writes in. And yes, that is that's <laughs> yeah. a robot chicken. Your mama's so fat. Of the five fattest people I know, she's four of them. <laughs> wow. Your mama's so dumb. She tripped over a cordless phone. <laughs> okay. And once again, all you have to do is shoot a panel to make it do what you want. Anything <laughs> yeah. electronic, you just use brute force of some description, yeah. and it will do exactly what you want it to do. It can take out a panel, but sticks will beat the machine guns. Yeah, See, yeah, This yeah. is where Hasbro really should actually start getting into the um, home assistant, virtual assistant game, so it could have, like, panels that look like Star, Star Wars panels. <laughs> uh, one of the um, the great joys my wife and I have, John, is um, when we watch American TV shows that involve people kicking doors open, <laughs> and we, we constantly comment of the, uh, the inferior production uh, of, of, American doors. of American door fittings. <laughs> Yeah, at least yeah. on SWAT they do it correctly with a, you know, big the, the big thing. breacher thing. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking of wasn't not necessarily the greatest show, but um, th- there's an episode of Third Rock from the Sun where they're in a movie theater and Joseph Gordon Levitt's character's like, wait, all. There was like four guys with machine guns and 20 with bazookas. How did that one hero win? 
and French Stuart Lenzingos, he had the advantage of holding the broken pool cue. And <laughs> I, I keep thinking of that with all these Ewoks just running around taking out the stormtroopers. Yes, they and, um, do remarkably well. I mean, you could put it down to the setting and the, the jungle is theirs, but, uh, yeah, it's a bit dodgy. Now, I only yeah, learned this fairly recently, but Nine Num is a puppet. That's not a person in a suit. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's got, like, no legs. It's, like, someone, like, or, like it could be, like, actual human hands in his hands. But, yeah, it's a, there's a photo of it online where it's, um, yeah, there's nothing sort of below his waist. Wow. It's just like this. Childhood ruined. Yeah. yeah, nothing below his waist. Like that's just no. you know, come on, that's give it a worse guy than a Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's Winnie Pooh. Winnie the Pooh in it. Yeah. So, uh, have every one of those pilots been made into an action figure now? Because it seems like you know, depending on the the craft type, the uh, flight suit that you wear. Yeah, they they've done uh, quite a few pilot sets, so I'm sure that most of them have been done. Well, a lot of them ended up being in uh, the Rogue Squadron books, so they became sort of popular characters onto themselves because there was the, I think it was an A-Wing guy. It's like real hard to get now, Tycho something. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how come the uh, the Scout Walkers have the, the dudes with the sunglasses, whereas the AT-ATs have the full-on Stormtrooper AT-AT pilots? Well, I imagine the scatwalkers are sort of the shittier version of things, aren't they? That's just like the bikey like, cops. Yeah, they're yeah, they're the highway. No offense to the wonderful, uh, you know, policemen who do the traffic and highway patrol stuff for that. But well, you know, they 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 just don't get the best supplies. They get the hand me downs. They, you know, this is the Mimban trooper helmets, really, in a way, without the mud thing. <laughs> The um, the ATSTs aren't really intended to go into combat, so like an ADAT would be, you know, oh, ADAT's more there. of a heavy vehicle to get shot at. So, so you're, it's you're... almost like the ATSTs are like scouts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird scout because you would see that coming a mile off, even though it's a smaller than an ADAT. It's still a big, yeah. loud clunking. The whole point of it is not so much to just be practical as to just instill fear. That's the whole point of the Stormtroopers. Well, it was in, if you ever played the Shadow of the Empire video game, you, you, it's that weird thing. You take them out in the very first level when you're flying around in a snowspeeder, but then the second yeah. level, it's one of the bosses, and all of a sudden you're just running around as a person on their feet and you got to fight one. And that was kind of nice, like, oh, this is actually a weird sort of turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, and Adam's right though. Like if you if you've ever read about the early tank warfare, the the psychological impact uh, that they had was enormous. Ah, mm. uh, battle damage layer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just release a whole new figure with a black spot on the arm. Yeah, the bloody variant. Easy custom. Yeah. Well, well, I know what I'm doing for the next AFB custom contest then. <laughs> <laughs> you mean not the uh, Gamorrean guard 
uh, John with a Rancor caper head? <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm doing that for myself. Yeah. The uh, lightsaber battle in this film is so much better than the one in Empire. Like they're actually a lot faster. You can see Mark Hamill obviously wasn't very gifted in uh, swordplay in Empire, but he seemed to have uh, upped his game a bit here. They're a bit faster with their strikes. Ned, did well, you ever take the green lightsaber to be different from the blue? I always imagine the green lightsabers to be sort of somewhat stronger and heavier and more powerful, but the blue to be sort of a lighter one you could spin quicker. I, I don't think that's actually based in anything, but I always had that idea in my mind. No, I, I always just, I mean, you know, I, I had no idea how they were made back in the day. Um, though they did that really interesting story recently in the, the new Marvel Darth Vader title where um, Vader gets his first lightsaber and, um, whereas all the coloured ones, like the green, the blue, the, I don't know, Mace Windu's purple one, it all just comes on the crystal that they happen to find, which they covered in Clone Wars. Um, but the red ones aren't um, a red crystal. They're actually a, a corrupted lightsaber, mm. which, uh, yeah, it was a really, really cool idea. Like The idea is um, Vader actually goes after one of the last living Jedi and ends up with his lightsaber, and it's only through sheer hatred of, of Jedis and, you know, true um, kind of like, I guess, succumbing to the dark side that, that that hatred actually courses through and corrupts the kyber crystal and changes it from whatever colour it happens to be into red. Never noticed that Han, when he's tending to Leia after she was shot, has blood on his hands. No, I mm. actually hadn't noticed that either until this time. I guess I'm so used to turning this film on, and but then I'll do like washing or move around, dust the shelves or something that I'm. Uh, it's it's been a long time since I've really sat down and just focused on the film as a whole, and yeah, just little things are jumping out to me too. I may have to get the Blu-rays one of these days. They're they're pretty neat. I'm I'm liking this version. I've I've watched uh, the other two, but I've never actually gotten around to watching this one on uh, Blu-ray. So this is my first viewing of it, and it is it's a nice transfer. Although I okay, I got to say something controversial here. It hasn't really come up, but uh, out of my Star Wars ranking, uh, this is my least favorite of the original trilogy, and so much so, I would actually put uh, Revenge of the Sith above this in terms of Star Wars films. I don't could be. think that's that controversial. No. Yeah. no. I do remember reading through an early Starlog before the film came out, and they uh, loudly proclaimed that the film would be called um, Revenge of the Jedi. Mm. Well, it was, it was, it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. It was oh, a yeah, very late convinced. change in the, yeah. Because some of those early Akbar figures actually had Revenge of the Jedi written on them. Yep. Mm. Well, the, the mail-away offer, I think, did. Mm. Well, this was also the same magazine that had an entire article on Indiana Jones and the Cave of Death. So <laughs> which ended up be- ended up becoming a Temple of Doom. The Cave of Death sounds better. Well, this was the one that went under production as Blue Harvest, even though it's now more associated with the first film because of Family mm. Guy. It's um, 
this was the one where they started to realize if we turn up and want to book a location and we tell them where Star Wars, they keep adding zeros at the back of it. So yeah, we'll tell them we're yeah. shooting Blue Harvest here instead. <laughs> I wonder if he had an open budget. Like after the success of the first two, did they just go, yeah, just make a third film and you can, you know. I don't know because I don't know if he financed these himself after that or, or what. Uh, yeah, yeah, he I'm did. These, sure. were, these were technically independent films in a way. He was paying them similar to James Cameron and Fox was distributing them. But uh, he, he still had a budget. He was still very... Um, good with his money, but he was quite clever in, you know, really as much as these films are enjoyable to us as fans, they're also sort of show reels of what, you know, THX and ILM could do, uh, in the industry. So, um, really like what he made at the box office with these is sort of, you know, limited to how much money he made overall by booking all those gigs for ILM and THX mm, and mm. all those. And same with the prequels later on was really about sort of digital cameras and all that that he owned um, control of and getting them to be used and digital projectors in theatres that he has stakes in. And mm. is actually the, the marketing side behind this just for the theatre industry and the movie industry is really where the money came from out of these films. Yeah, he did well, certainly uh, retaining the rights to the merchandising. Yeah, like that just seemed insane in the day, but like you look back now, it's like it was just one of the genius moves of Hollywood of all time. Because, yeah, apparently he was actually actively shopping it around too. They were pushing to get it taken up and you know most toy companies turned it down and led to you know a lot of stories similar to the people who turned down the Beatles for recording contracts and is Vader's hand the only lost limb in this yeah if you don't count the blasted Mm. hand Wee. I do like the Empress sort of shooting off his blast all the way down. Now, why does Luke throw his lightsaber away and not just clip it back to his belt? <laughs> Show that he's definitely refusing to uh, yeah. to yeah. bow down. <laughs> just to annoy everyone in Last Jedi when he doesn't use his green lightsaber. <laughs> there it is. The answer was all the way back here. It always reminds me of the X-Wing game as they're flying into the Death Star itself. I feel like there are a lot of levels like this in 
TIE fighter pilots also never really seem to steer. They just seem to shake their controller as well. That's a game I really love, TIE Fighter. Mm. There goes the antenna that gets replaced. Just so we can sell our new Millennium Falcon toy. Yeah. Smart. (laughs) Now, Now with a square antenna. Yeah. I do remember watching this film with a babysitter who, when they pointed out that this uh, Star Destroyer crashing and blowing up is like, these things are so huge that like one fire would be like the size of a bushfire. And that blowing my mind, the idea of scale as a kid. What purpose do these channels actually serve? These things that they make so big that ships can actually fly, fly through, like a couple of a couple of fly screens, you know, here and there, and uh, you would have kept them all yeah. out. Well, that, that's the Stewie joke, isn't it? That's like, uh, can't we just put a put a couple Great. of boards over it? <laughs> I love them. Um... Okay. Sorry, you go. I was going to say, I think the point of having them so large is probably so that you can actually fly some kind of maintenance vessels through there to, to service parts, because otherwise yeah, that's a hell of a lot of ducting yeah. you've got to walk through to, to fault find. Bloody Adam and his logic. I know, right? I, Sometimes I'm smart. I did like there was some sort of little internet cartoon. It was like the architect of the Death Star, and he gets up at a talk at some conference and everyone's booing him and doing all that, and he's like, hang on a second, let me just tell you, I managed to invent a space station the size of the moon that just has an exhaust port that's two meters wide. You know, <laughs> the miracle of thermodynamics yeah, to have right. that, that. That's the amount of energy being released. And some kid comes <laughs> along with a magic bullet that manages to take a right turn <laughs> to land a perfect shot with his targeting mm. system off. And did you know he's related to the main guy? That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Vader's helmet's definitely not looking so shiny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is the part that broke um, poor Peter Prowse's heart. Oh, yeah. Dave Prowse. Dave Prowse, sorry. So that was the first time we got an unmaskable Vader. Um, The Power of the Force, yeah, two. Um, I still think that figure... That, that first removable helmet fader is one of the best in that line. The first of the dark series one, uh, the black series was not too, not too great. Mm, mm. Bit oversized. I remember being just so disappointed in the cinema. It's like, he's just some old dude. It's, you know, it's Humpty Dumpty. And I assume the one everybody's watching now, he, he doesn't have eyebrows, right? Uh, yeah, no, no eyebrows. No, no. Always reminds me of the bit from, um, Chasing Amy. Is it? Yeah, Chasing Amy. But, you know, biggest, blackest man in the universe. They want to tell, they come and tell us on the inside, we all want to be white. <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> 
And of course, if you're Australian, you just look at this guy and just think, you know, Bert Newton, Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Velvedere, Velvedere. You can't unsee it now. No, you've just ruined the entire trilogy for me. Yeah. Now, Patty, Patty. There's nobody around. Like, there's not a single person in the background anywhere. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Like, there's Lord, Lord Vader, like the second most I, powerful dude in the Empire, and I'll just like, yeah, I'll just sneak out of the side door. Yeah. I, I actually think that's pretty realistic because the moment our sort of main CEO sort of buggers off from work, all of a sudden everyone else has disappeared around the building. <laughs> so once, once the emperor went down, everyone's like, all right, you know, let's break early, long weekend. Yeah. Did anyone okay. know the emperor was dead at this point? They probably put it on the, over the PA, right? Like, uh, yeah, just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Emperor's been killed. Vader's not looking so hot. Uh, uh, might be time to uh, clock out and go for, for drinks. We're experiencing <laughs> technical difficulties, so if you could all find some meaningful non-IT-based work to do. <laughs> That's hilarious. There may be odours appearing from Docking Bay. So was Vader's TIE fighter custom built for him with the, uh, you know, the, the sh- different shaped wings or is that just a different model? His was like an advanced model. To... It, was, it was like a prototype for the Interceptor, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I do remember they used to have these great books from DK that were like the cutout ship versions. And they kept yes. referencing like some designer or something for the Imperial Starfighters. And I remember having a dream that I found a figure of him. And <laughs> he sort of looked like he was uh, like something out of a fantasy film. Like he had these dark robes and like almost this skull painted face type that. And I really wanted to get him. And I woke up and it always disappointed me now that he's not a real. Not a real custom, thing. Yeah. He's my brother, you idiot. <laughs> Carrie. Oh, that would stink. Mm. <laughs> Harrison Ford doesn't do a uh, a good confused yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, I've, I've been on a rewatch of the US office at the moment, and his face in this has reminded me a lot of John Kransky. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he would make a good young solo. Yeah. They make a movie, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll always talk about Star Wars, this and that, and the movies. It's like, just give us a Vader movie. Come on. Haven't we kind of had all, if you could piece it all together? Yeah, there, there were three of them, really. If they just adapt Vader down from the recent comics, like, best Star Wars film ever. The Vadering. You mean the one where he steals the line from Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could do that, just take all the Vader clips. Oh, you know, surely there's a nerd out there that's done it. Start start with Anakin as a kid and just just the scenes he's in and put together the you know the Darth Vader story. Hey. Are you an angel? 
Okay, maybe not all the clips. Look <laughs> <laughs> that Ohas nightmare. Those dudes standing in those those floating disc things. Good, good jumping around on the roof. Crazy. Mm. And then, so they've done this, and then, you know, ah, a few years later, mm. yeah, th- th- what are you talking about? This whole uh, Empire thing wasn't a good idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there was, um, I remember there was, like, a physicist or something that wrote, like, a piece on how uh, these Ewoks would have just been killed by the debris of the falling Death Star. Uh, yeah. onto the planet and it would have just been a you know Extinction massive level event, I think. yeah it's probably true i mean the shield protecting both the death star and the the moon were down so mm. Do you reckon the Ewoks ate any of the drunk rebels that night? Probably. That they had enough stormtroopers to dry and smoke. Yeah, 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 they would have been okay. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Do you wonder whether or not Strapio was like actually a good enough dancer that he could converse with people that only express themselves through dance? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Hmm. Like how in the Star Wars Black series, we've got all all the pilots, droids, but uh, not um, not the actual pilots to go with them yet. Mm. Yeah. Well, there we are, another another Star Wars film down. Oh, four hundred's not far away. Oh my god! Yeah. So. Um, no, Richard Marquand, man. What did he go on to do? <laughs> oh, pretty much nothing, because I think he was dead a couple of years later. <laughs> oh, that's your <laughs> Yeah, why does Ben always end on a dark note? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Out. He passed away only a few years later. Uh, died in about 87, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, 400. Look, I, don't, I can't watch The Phantom Minutes again. Please don't make me. Well, yeah, what... Guys. In the the eighty nine Batman could be a good one. <gasps> oh, ah, nice. That even though thing. there was like only three figures that were released out of it, it's like Batman, Joker, and Bob the Goon would have yeah, to, Bob the Goon. But it would for half yeah, episode. I I, well, I think that would be a fun similar era of uh, level of geekery for all of us to. Well, well, we're open maybe, to maybe. suggestions. If anyone yeah, has say, any ideas, maybe listeners then, should. Yeah, tell us. Mm. Podcast.actionfigureblues.com or at AFBlues on Twitter. Facebook us. We don't Snapchat, Thanks we're too fun. old. Yes, indeed. Indeed. If you want to run our Snapchat, let us know. We'll never look at it, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're getting no streaks out of us. No streaks. Yes. No, no, no. Well, as, uh, as you probably do know by now, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Uh, and, of course, all of the things that uh, Scotty just mentioned as well. And that's it. We are or done. 350 wait. in the can. You can come find us on Action Figure Blues Collector Community on Facebook. As well. If you're yeah. one of those people. 
if you're one of those That's people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Come look at my wick pics. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much oh, for right. sticking with us, everybody, particularly if yes, you've been here thank you. since the beginning. Absolutely. It is fun stuff. All right. Thank you, one and all. We are going to catch you next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Have your pets Good, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 